Hello and welcome to episode three of You Can't Scare Me. I don't know about you guys, but I have a pretty stupid name, okay? My name is Bob. What's your guys' stupid names? Evan. Okay. Is that where we're going? Yeah. Sure. (laughs) So, yeah, okay. So, Evan. (laughs) Oh my god, that would be a way funnier intro. Okay, ready? (laughs) What, we're all Evan? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to be Evan, he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Evan. Hello and welcome to episode three of You Can't Scare Me. I don't know about you guys, but I have a pretty stupid name, okay? I'm Evan. Oh, I'm I'm also Evan. Oh, well, that's a pretty stupid name. That's funny. I'm Evan, too. I'm Evan Stupid. Oh. We're just a big stupid family. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that this was an intro to introduce ourselves. <laughs> I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> I didn't know what you're calling <laughs> <laughs> so anyway <laughs> no yes of course this book destroyed us <laughs> this yeah we're, we're our brains are mush i would describe this as challenging this yes is a challenging yeah. book <laughs> like we're getting right into it monster blood oh boy um that was a rough read or a listen in our case man there's so many things that oh We'll get there. We'll get there. So, uh, Mario, did you have something to talk to us about? Hey, it's me. It's Mario. I'm the cool ghoul who's everybody's pal, and I'm here f- with for you with the history update. Ooh! But the only history that matters, movies and TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, for reference, Stay Out of the Basement was released in July of 1992. Monster Blood uh, was released in September. So, between July and September... I just have to point out, Three Ninjas was released. Oh my god! Oh. Classic. Like, come on! Like, the world was changed because this movie came out. Uh, <laughs> cool World was released. I think I mentioned this last time. Uh, the less said about Cool World, the better, possibly. Um, Universal Soldier, <gasps> honey, I blew up the kids. Um, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie came out, which. I guess arguably changed history for the worse, if you think about it. <laughs> Raising Kane, the John Lithgow um, split personality horror movie. I haven't seen that. Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. That one's good. And important, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Ah, uh, yes, of course, of course. But if we want to get into the really, like, really important thing, TV in August... Are You Afraid of the Dark came on TV. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, consider that. Because that means that Goosebumps preceded Are You Afraid of the Dark by, like, four months. Yeah. Mm. Which means Are You Afraid of the Dark was already in production, obviously. You know, I assume there is more, like, overlap there. Yeah, I would, too. But, you know, usually with these with these companies, they have to kind of test the waters with something. And then when one company sees another company, like, doing well, that's when the copies come out. Or that's when they're like, oh, right, wait, right. we should do more of this kind of thing. I think there was a big rush in the in the '90s uh, for uh, horror media for kids, because you know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like R.L. Stein was basically a jovial Bob. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize yep, yep, profusely. Yep, yep, yep. You know what? I've got to say, I don't know if he's earned that title <laughs> this week. <laughs> All right, R.L. Stein. Uh, he's he's been demoted <laughs> because of Monster Blood. 
But um, yeah, R.L. Stein was basically uh, pressured by his wife and her business partner to start Goosebumps. Um, he thought it would be a bad idea and would um, mess with uh, his Fear Street novels, which he was also basically coerced into doing. Um, he, he didn't really like this was kind of a weird part of R.L. Stein's life when he decided to go into horror media. He never really thought of himself as like that kind of a, a writer, but then he tried it and all of a sudden he got, he rocketed to number one in like best selling charts and yeah, the rest is history, but yeah, the rest it's is history. It's fascinating because you know, there were, you know, his wife was basically like kids love this stuff. Like, come on, <laughs> write more. And yeah, that's how we got goosebumps. It's really weird to think that Ari for the Dark and was like, I technically began. I mean, I guess that makes sense that it began before the Goosebumps TV show. So yeah, um, and they're both Canadian productions. So mm. what could that mean? Mm. What's the connection I'm there? Scratching my uh, beard. Canadians mm. are freaky. <laughs> I want to note: uh, Goof Troop also came out in September. A classic. Um, uh, Lamb Chop. Lamb Chop. Yeah, premiered in in September '92. Yeah, think oh, of that wow. one. Out. That's Canadian too, right? Is that the one with the this this is a song that doesn't end? Yes. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Oh, thank you for saying that. Now I <laughs> fucking can't get it out of my head. Yep. Um, Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa premiered in September of 1992. Never heard of that one. Oh my God! It's about uh, anthropomorphic cows in space. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> shit. Okay, well now I need to see it. Also, Nick Guts. Guts. Do you have it? Guts. The Agro Crag. Good shit. Good. Good shit. Shit. And that's my history update. I have no other things. To, I don't know if anything else important happened in September of 1992. Probably, I mean, I bet some people died. I bet some people were born. You know. <laughs> <laughs> to put it incredibly simply, yes. <laughs> so I've got a little, a little thing of my own that I want to talk about. Now, uh, bear with me because this is going to kind of be long. I, I stayed up basically all night researching this for y'all. So I really hope you're, okay. you're excited and ready for this. But um, according to the Goosebumps wiki, R.L. Stein was inspired to write Monster Blood after he watched his son play with a toy, a toy called slime. This inspired me to do some research on slime toys. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I curated this list a little bit to kind of be the most interesting stuff. There are more slime toys, especially now. Kids love slime toys, which is a thing. Kids love slime. Uh, I loved slime as a thing, uh, as a kid, but I thought I was like a, a freak. <laughs> well, you're not Canadian, so that can't be so. <laughs> <laughs> so, first up on the list is Silly Putty. Yeah. Silly Putty was created as early as 1943. There's actually some, um, there's some debate uh, about who created Silly Putty, when it was created, but generally speaking, everyone can, uh, everyone says that it was created around 1943. So, Silly Putty generally comes in an egg mm -hmm. and can be found in various colors. It was on the stiff side, but could easily be molded into various shapes, and it would slowly warm up the more that you played with it. This might come into play later in Monster Blood. So Silly Putty is mostly known for its ability to bounce um, very well, despite whatever shape you put it in. It was also a decent adhesive. Did you know that the astronauts on Apollo 8 used Silly Putty to keep their tools in place while they were floating in zero gravity? Oh, that's cool. I did not, but I did know that you could put Silly Putty on top of newspaper comics. Yes. And then you would have the comic in 
your silly putty and it wouldn't be as good to read mm-hmm. but <laughs> you would have it you could only do that with petroleum based ink oh. uh that the newspapers would use it Interesting. once the newspapers started moving away from that uh silly putty could no longer copy the ink and it yeah it bummed me out i tried to do it as a kid on uh, some of the newer newspapers my parents were getting and it just didn't work and i was like ah, what the i remember this working anyway so um a few years later Super stuff was <laughs> came into okay. play. All right, not Super trying stuff. too hard on that one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, it was made by Whammo in 1966. Super stuff was basically a more watery version of Silly Putty. It seemed to have the consistency of chewed bubble gum. Then we move on to the coup de gras. Okay. Slime. Hey. Slime is known as Gunge in the UK and was first introduced <laughs> by Mattel in 1976. <laughs> this toy came in a bright green plastic trash can and was also itself bright green when taken out. Oh, hey, kids. I bought you some fucking Gunge. Here, <laughs> 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 you fucking animals. <laughs> it's Gunge. Okay, Ugh. so here's the interesting thing. I, I researched this. And I tried to find, like, apparently there's a pretty big discrepancy between Gunge and Slime, but it's the same basic thing. But the the Brits have been sliming people for at least like 10 years before slime became a thing. Like there are shows where people are getting quote unquote slimed and, uh, way before, you know, uh, you can't do this on television. You can't do that on television. Sorry. So you could do that on television. You could absolutely do that on television. So the tagline should tell you everything that you need to know about how slime felt to hold. The tagline was gooey, drippy, oozy, cold, and clammy. You describing that did give me of like a visceral sense memory of how slime products smell. Do you know what I yes, mean? Like, yes, I just got hit with the full force of it. <laughs> Delicious. Oh God! Did any of it ever ever get in your mouth? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I was a child, so okay, we'll get there. But that's bad. <laughs> so. Variations of slime were used in He-Man, Masters of the Universe, mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, sure. and Ghostbusters playsets. Of course, of course. Occasionally containing food coloring that turned it pink. Of course, it being Ghostbusters. Uh, that that's sense. the variation that had the pink food coloring because of Ghostbusters too. Uh... So, slime also became a staple of Nickelodeon, featuring heavily on shows like You Can't Do That on Television and Double Dare. Heck yeah. On those shows, when contestants failed at some task, they would have the slime dumped on them. Fun story, before the crew at You Can't Do That on Television got the idea to use slime, they instead threw a bucket of moldy food slop on kids' heads. Oh! Quote, it made people's eyes water on set. It smelled so terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> That's torture. No, you can't do that on television, actually. Like, you should stop doing that on television. Please don't do that on television. <laughs> Please reconsider what you are doing on television. Slime was safe to handle normally, but if it was swallowed, parents were directed to call poison control because it contains borax, which meant it could cause skin and eye irritation, Mm. stomach pain, severe hand burns, and even seizures. Oh, 
Slime also had a nasty habit of staining carpets easily. Ah. Yes, my parents absolutely hated me playing with the stuff <laughs> because uh, I got the uh, the pink food coloring version for the Ghostbusters set. And yeah, we had a carpet in the basement and oh boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was ruined, basically. Hmm. So the next toy is, this is a quick one, Yuck. This toy came out around 1978 and was similar to Slime in nearly every way, so much that Mattel sued. <laughs> the only difference between Slime and Yuck is that Yuck glowed in the dark. Aha! Yeah. Next up, everybody's favorite and the one that I was thinking about throughout this entire episode of Goosebumps. I'm ready for it. Gak! Yeah, there it is. After Slime, Nickelodeon realized kids' appetite for gross shit. So in 1992, <laughs> they debuted a variation of Slime called Gak, which is sort of the halfway point between Slime and Silly Putty. Very similar to Whammo's Super Stuff. Gak came in a variety of colors like blue, pink, purple, yellow, orange, and green. Its distinguishing feature was that you could make it fart, yeah. or as the Nickelodeon wiki calls it, gentle flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. I, I, I very much remember that being the benefit. It, the way that it felt, yep. Yep, that, 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 that squeeze you could do within that just rush of air that would just come out. Yeah, yep. I remember annoying the shit out of my teachers at school when I brought it in. They were like, uh, put that shit back. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Gak was the beginning of what Nickelodeon would eventually dub their Compounds line of toys, which would go on to include Gak in the Dark, a glow-in-the-dark variation of Gak, Solar Gak, which changed color in sunlight, hmm. and, this is my favorite, Smell My Gak, <laughs> a scented version of Gak that smelled like bubblegum, pizza, sunscreen, no, Pickles and baby powder. Huh. Why? I don't know. Fucking is did they just like at the gag factory? They're like, all right, all right, all right. They want to smell gag. All right, okay. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Well, I mean, if we put baby powder in there, that'll do something. <laughs> like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, that'll work. What else? They we got? Um, at the items on their desk. <laughs> kids love sunscreen, right? Like that's, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> what are kids used to? Uh, the uh, kids are basically babies. So let's put some baby powder in there. They'll be fine. Uh, this one smells like no tear shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably ca just call it tear shampoo because kids keep constantly crying about it because they put it in their eyes. <laughs> This one smells like uh, that uh, really awful cough syrup that kids used to drink at the time when this event is occurring. <laughs> it smells like that taste. You'll love it. Here you go, kids. So later additions to Nickelodeon's Compounds line of toys were Phloem. Oh, I remember Phloem. Smud. Goose, which has an extra hmm. O in there, and it was basically Gak, but without farts. So oh. fuck Goose, basically. Yep. Smatter. Wait, okay, wait. Matter? Smatter. Smatter. I think he said matter. It's like stuff. Stuff. A line of toys that are just like things. Thing. <laughs> put in plastic. <laughs> so then there was squand and zand. That's Z-Z-A-N-D. That was after they got away from the extra slimy toys and started mm. to go toward the like um, kind of like Play-Doh-esque stuff that felt like sand in your hands. Yeah. And that concludes 
our history of slime toys. There are a lot of other ones, especially now, but for the purposes of this book, to kind of get in your headspace, that's what we're dealing with. Wow. Well, I didn't, it's, I've learned a lot today. <laughs> it was far more interesting than this goddamn book. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, shall we talk about the cover of this book? Ah, uh, yes. Because first question, how much did um, uh, the wizard Tim uh, Jacobus know about this book? I'm going to say nothing. <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah, I have yeah. in my notes, no one in this book wears glasses. Whose glasses are Not there? a one. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single person. Like, what? I, mm, all right. Okay. <laughs> did you see the variations of the cover? I have them pulled up. They are pretty cool. I think the one they went with is good. So we should describe. We should describe the cover. Rachel, would you like to? Um, this cover <laughs> is an amazing cover. Yeah. And if you were to pick it up and then read it, you'd be like disappointed. Um, <laughs> Which is what happened. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's there's glasses on the cover, and I don't think anyone in the book is actually wearing glasses. Nope. Nope. Not a person. Not one. And oh, and here's a deal. I actually didn't finish the book um, <clears throat> because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the ending is going to be a surprise. Oh my god! Especially since she saw the TV yeah. episode. So I, I listened to half the audiobook, but I don't remember. Um, I, I mean, this cover makes the story seem incredibly well to me. It's it's pretty creepy. Uh, it, it's scary. Yeah, but the book isn't. I think it's like the cover is so subtle. It's like a, some green goop is coming down some very good looking stairs. Like the blue and orange thing is great. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's like sliming down, droopy droopy. There's some glasses in there implying someone has been eaten or whatever or is in the ooze. That doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> no. this, this doesn't occur. None of this happens. <laughs> well, someone is let's say taken into by the ooze. Uh here's um France's cover, the Song <laughs> de Monstre, <laughs> which this does happen. Yeah. So the, this one, the cat is important, it turns out. Yeah, it turns out. It's really should be called Shitty Cat. <laughs> uh, there's a cat coming on the stairs, this black cat, that's very spooky. Uh, Italy implies, I think the Italian one came with monster blood, because it appears to be a little, like, goop container in the cover yeah actually um in later uh, uh because uh kind of a spoiler for future episodes of goosebumps but you know we all know that there are more than one monster blood so um eventually like there there will be uh, rl stein will write uh monster blood two three and four and then several more sequels <laughs> yes and there are more that come after the main original goosebumps line so there was a point where Monster Blood 1, 2, and 3 were packaged together. I think it was the first package, like, a book set that you could get for Goosebumps. And it came with a little vial, a, a little bucket of goose. Of, uh, of, of goose. Goose blood? <laughs> of goose. So I love, I love, I love Korea's cover because... Oh, yes. It, it, like, it looks like... Um, the trash pile from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's like a, it has a face and a big old nose, and it's clearly a personified goop monster. Again, that is not in this book. <laughs> nope. A lot of lying happening to children here. Indonesia is Indonesia is unfortunate 
because that's a cup of jizz. <laughs> Indonesian, no, don't make the monster blood white. <laughs> that is no. a, it is a hand holding a cup of goopy white fluid. <laughs> it no. could not be more jizz-like if it tried. Oh, no. They even put goosebumps in white. It's, it's like goopy and dripping. To, oh, no. I, I think this would be very fun if you paired it with the Chinese title of the book, which is uh, A Jar of Devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually better than monster blood <laughs> I don't know I like monster blood a lot it's, a, it's really unfortunate because everything about this book was going in its favor until the book happened I, I gotta tell you so you know what we, we'll, we'll get let's, let's get into this fucking book because I have some things to say about it in the positive direction yes but not all of it yes in fact most of it's probably negative but in the beginning i was really bored in its slopes like yes no it was it was <laughs> rough in the beginning it's i believe it's the reason rachel didn't finish it is because she just got so bored and annoyed with the way that it was <laughs> written that uh yeah so uh before we start the festivities hey you guys take a seat chill because it's my turn for the three-sentence summary, baby. Oh, here we go. So uh, I cheated a little bit, and I wrote it in advance. I, I wrote it right before we started. So let's do this. 12-year-old Evan and his dog, Trigger, are staying with his deaf aunt, Catherine, and her cat, Sarah Beth. He befriends a local girl named Andy, and they find an old, surprising miracle substance named Monster Blood at a toy store which Trigger eats, and both the blood and Trigger begin to grow out of control. Eventually, the monster blood gains sentience and chases the kids around the town, and after nearly dying several times, Evan and Andy learn that Aunt Catherine was forced to put a spell on the monster blood by Sarah Beth, who isn't actually a cat, but a witch who cursed Catherine a bunch for some reason. But then Trigger pushes Sarah Beth into the monster blood, which causes everything to go back to normal, I guess. Oh, you really like, you really summarized it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bob, you put some semicolons in there, didn't you? <laughs> lots, <laughs> lots, lots of commas. <laughs> I would just say, uh, Evan is a shithead who finds a jar of goop hijinks ensue <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. The, the end of book <laughs> <laughs> shit you should have done the sentence <laughs> i'm not doing them anymore <laughs> you gotta do them i like i like the hijinks ensue by far professionally you've done the best job <laughs> no that's not my goal <laughs> I aim to be as unprofessional as possible. Now, there were some lies in there, Bob. Because there were some lies in there because not all those events happen. Mm. It almost sounds more exciting than the book that we read. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did manipulate certain things to make it entertaining. I was going to say, I don't remember them being chased around town. I remember being chased about four feet from a trash can <laughs> to the lawn to the door. <laughs> okay, maybe that was a mistake on my part. They they were chased around here. Let me edit it around the house. <laughs> yep, there you go. That's that's it. That's it. All right, let's get into it. <sighs> my soul escapes my body. <laughs> I have to remember the Carl Stein did us dirty on this one. He did us, did us dirty on this one, I gotta say. Oh, boy. 
So how does the book start? I remember is I, I tried to finish the book last night and I fell asleep. So <laughs> to my credit, try twice. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Evan, who's, I think he's 12. Of, cor- he's of course he's 12. 12 years old. <laughs> of course he's 12. What other age could a yeah, main that- character in a Goosebumps books be? It's funny because I can't remember the sentence for which his age is given. I don't know if I even read that, but... I- uh, the mom says, yes. Evan, you're 12 years old. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> which is the second best option behind, I am 12 years old. <laughs> and, and by the way, by the way, gotta say, this is a 12-year-old boy with no younger siblings. So this yeah. is completely uncharted right. territory no. for Jovial Bob. He's a solo kid, and he's getting dumped at his aunt's because his parents need to buy a house. And he has only been with his aunt like once before, I think, when he was like two. Yeah. Yes. So he's freaking out. Yes. He doesn't want to do this. He's being a little baby. I checked this out, by the way, because the mom and dad were just taking a flight down to Atlanta to (laughs) find a house, okay? Which is the most 1992 thing that a person has ever written. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. So I checked the average price of a home in the U.S. in 1992 was $121,500. Oh, my God. God. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Jesus Christ. I can't even look at a home <laughs> for that much money. Like, like, <laughs> they won't let me in. I show them how much I show them a case full of a hundred thousand dollars, and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" What the fuck is this shit? Go buy some fucking monster blood with that. <laughs> Evan's mom eventually gives him ten dollars. in In two thousand twenty one, she'd give him the price of a home, one hundred twenty one thousand dollars, and say, "All right, go crazy." Kid. Inflation rate is out of control. That's right. That ten dollars would have lasted him a hot minute. Yes. Yep. Oh yep. man. So so yeah, he's dropped off by his mom, uh, and they have I would say a fun exchange mm-hmm. where Evan sucks, which is a re- recurring theme. Evan does make a good point, though. I don't know about you guys, but I have never seen anyone with their shoes untied actually trip. So I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was thinking about that. So so. E- Evan demands one good reason why he could should have to stay with this elderly person, and his, his mom's answer is your shoelaces untied. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to which he says, and this is my favorite response: I like them untied. <laughs> <laughs> I like them untied. So, uh, but yes, uh, Evan gets a gets a logical uh, retort and points out that his mom has probably never seen anyone trip on the, their shoelace, and she agrees. I mean, I agree too. I agree. Like I've I feel never... like I've tripped on my shoes. I, I have. <laughs> oh, you guys. I, oh, okay. I very much remember doing that. Oh, yeah. I okay. I feel confident I have. I also have a note that um, Arl Stein points out that Evan's mom is hot. What? Um, I don't remember that. She, he says that she's pretty. I think. Oh so yes, I, yes. I wrote, yes. "Mom is hot." Confirmed. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, notably, she's blonde, and Evan has carrot-colored hair. Yes. So I don't know if he di- it's a dye job or, or what. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, on Evan's part, I mean, I assume that he, he did this himself. Yeah. Did we ever get any? We get a lot of uh, we get a lot of the dad in the show at the very beginning, which was surprising, bizarrely. Uh, but yeah, what in the in the book? Do we ever get any descri- like a physical description of his dad? Nope. I don't think nope. we do. Yeah, there, he's just talking in a flashback and being generally shitty, I guess. So, crucial. So, yeah, so, Ed, so Catherine, this old woman, is his dad's aunt. 
Yes. His great aunt. I, I wrote in my notes that I that this has happened to me a bunch where I've been left with uh, relatives who I oh, yeah. never knew anything about. So in terms of relatability, this uh, this book is pretty like high, uh, high up there. Uh, my mom left me with my great aunts nearly every weekend. So yes. <laughs> oh. So uh, also with Evan, he's not alone. He's brought his dog, Trigger, who is, I would like to note now at this moment before God and man, a a cocker spaniel that is the dog in his book it is a yes. cocker spaniel <laughs> and he is also 12 years old <laughs> <laughs> jovial bob completely unable to write characters <laughs> that are the main characters of books that are not 12 years old <laughs> but by the way i want to i want to quickly point out that cocker spaniels are amazing dogs they're cute as hell they're so amazing and cute looking and, uh, and awesome naming a cocker spaniel trigger though yeah yep. no no it's a stupid name to be fair <laughs> rachel have you do you know what a cocker spaniel is i know it's a dog do you know what kind of dog though uh, because you should look up pictures because you will be surprised right, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um it's a it's a oh, there's a lot of different cocker spaniels here um it's a um <clears throat> Hairy dog. Got it. Uh, big ears with hair all over it. Like, um... What color? Well, most of these are brown. Dog color. <laughs> uh, there's one here that's white and black. Now, would you describe that dog as cute as hell? Mm-hmm. Would you describe that dog as the dog of your dreams? Yeah. Because yeah. that is literally... When we were talking about getting a dog, Rachel was like, uh, I, I have a perfect dog. And it's basically the uh, lady from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Now, now, would you name that dog Trigger? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I'm i not good at... I, I, mm, <clears throat> I hated this dog's name. Yes. Uh, Fair enough. It's an awful... <laughs> For like obvious reasons. <laughs> I want everybody listening to this to imagine an adorable, amazing little Cocker Spaniel the size of a pony. <laughs> and think of that as like scary. <laughs> it's so weird because I watched the show first and it, uh, we'll get spoilers. It's not a Cocker Spaniel. Uh, and I'm nope. pretty sure it's Petey from Welcome to Dead House. <laughs> but, uh, I think they had one fucking dog in Canada. And that, that's like the highest paid dog in Canada is the, the hardest working dog. The highest paid dog. Here he is. It's Petey. Um, and uh, it's just like it's so hard Every event in this book involving Trigger sounds like he's a much bigger dog. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if R.L. Steins knows what a Cocker Spaniel is. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think he just went up uh, breeds of dog and then just picked one randomly and just went with it. And just like did uh, control F, uh, like find and replace in his document. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, just put dog and then changed it to whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, trigger is dog. <laughs> <laughs> Placeholder dog in all caps. <laughs> so also trigger. So trigger is twelve, which is I think like eighty something in dog years. Uh, according to Earl he's Stein. old. He's old as hell. Um, and his mom literally says, "We have to get him out of the car. He's so old. We don't want him to have a heart attack." <laughs> Why bring the dog? So important. This is this is the moment where we note. Um, Catherine is the this old aunt is uh, totally deaf. Yes, totally deaf. Which hey, uh, get ready for some weird comments by Jovial Bob Stein. <laughs> Welcome to the nineties, kids. <laughs> like, uh, Evan does not know how he will spend two weeks with a lady who can't even hear him. And uh, to hammer this home, uh, so Catherine's deaf, and uh, his mom 
and and uh, Evan's mom is knocking on the door. Yeah, which takes her a <laughs> takes her a minute to realize what, how like, what what's Yo, wrong with that picture. Evan calls her out on that shit. Yeah, Evan calls her out, <laughs> and then the mom immediately who who doesn't have a name, I guess. Nope, just mom. And the mom immediate immediately blames Evan. <laughs> Oh yeah! It's like, Evan, you're such a little shit. You're a complaining little fuck, and I completely forgot that Catherine's deaf. Thank you very much, Evan. Also, Catherine has refused to learn sign language or lip reading. I would like to note the book says that she has refused. Yes. To learn this, okay. She basically has quote refused. Yeah. yeah. To learn sign language and lip read, which is, huh? A choice. A choice. <laughs> We can communicate pretty well with just writing shit on paper. <laughs> like, I think it's also important to note that according to this book, she went she went deaf 20 years ago, and she's 80 now, okay? So she went deaf in her 60s yes. completely. So I really don't think you can blame her for not learning a new language at the age of 60. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, like, it's like, come like, on, y'all. You know, like, it's hard, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like, you know, uh, that's the other thing. Like, they, they try to portray her as, like, stubborn. And for plot things, you know, we'll, we'll a lot of this will get, you know, retroactively. Well, they have a big retcon at the end of this book. Uh, <laughs> a, a huge retcon. retcon at the end of this book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, up until then, it's just like, wow, this feels very, very bad. This is all, there's a flashback where Evan's being a fucking snoop and, like, listening to his parents <laughs> talk and his mom blames his dad for getting transferred in august because <laughs> everyone's on vacation <laughs> you, you stupid guy with your stupid job goddamn man and his dad responds with well excuse me i he the way the voice actor does this uh, line I was waiting for princess at the excuse. I thought the exact same me. thing. Yes. <laughs> excuse me, princess. Uh, which, is by this the a way, good point. What's that? Go. So go on. By, by the way. Oh, uh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but there is something that we should absolutely talk about that I forgot. I was going to gonna talk, talk about, about the audiobook guy. So. I am going to talk about the audiobook guy. As okay. Well. So we have the same thought. We have the same thought. <laughs> we have the exact same thought. We are jumping over each other. To, we are clawing at each other to talk about Kirby Hayborn. Put this man on blast. He's fucking bad. <laughs> so um, I looked him up, and just so just so everybody knows. Um, one of the reasons why he is just awful is that you remember last episode when Mario was talking about quiet yelling and that a lot of audiobook uh, narrators do that. This guy does it all the time, all the time. It's con- like Evan's yelling a lot throughout this book. Yep. <laughs> and so there are, there are portions where, especially later, where like pages where he's just everything he's saying is in like in all caps. And he's just like, help. Help! Watch out! Run! It's just the most grating, awful shit. I don't care about your stupid bullshit, you stupid old... (laughs) (laughs) The actual line is much funnier, but we'll get to that. (laughs) You you, uh, coot, coot is the word that he uses. (laughs) Uh, But uh, anyway, so I did a little bit bit of research on Kirby Hayborn. Uh, His claim to fame is a GIF commercial that he... (laughs) that he starred in a couple years ago. (laughs) And uh, he was also known for doing the co-narration for the audiobook of Gone Girl. What? Oh, wow. Yes. So apparently he he did it along with the lady um, and they like um, split the chapters up. Yeah, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, she probably she carried the shit out of that guy. I sure fucking hope. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, also, his his voice for Catherine is Ugh. just. He just sounds like an older guy. <laughs> he just. What is he doing? I <laughs> don't know. Catherine held open the screen door, but neither Evan nor his mother made any move to go inside. He's big, Catherine said to Mrs. Ross. A big boy. Not like his father. He's not even fucking trying. Anyway, there's another thing that he sucks for, too, which, Mario... Uh, which thing? <laughs> there are a lot. I, I, I put you. I'm blast. I mean, I, I would argue that he has one voice for like everybody. Yes. Like every person has one voice in this book, except Catherine, who he does give. Okay, so so uh, this will jump us ahead a little bit, which is fine. But so Catherine appears at the door, and she is um big. She's big. She's a big lady. Uh, it sounds like she's a stocky lady, if you know what I mean. Like. I don't think that R.L. Stein is calling her overweight because I think R.L. Stein would tell us if she was overweight. Oh, yes. Uh, Absolutely fat shaming like he does with other characters later on. Yeah. So I think he's she's just like a stocky, like intimidating woman. Yes. Okay. With startling black hair. And she's holding a knife that's dripping blood. Oh, oh my God. No. First cliffhanger, first chapter. Second chapter, we don't talk about the blood at all for a very long time. And it bothered me immensely because I was like, uh, RL, um, <laughs> you can't just introduce the knife and then not talk about it. Because <laughs> <Like you> <laughs> instead we talk about how she's robust, broad-shouldered, tall. She's wearing a peach-colored house dress. She's. I felt like we should talk about the knife at this point. She has a pony tail she has blue eyes again why are we talking about the knife at all rl um, <laughs> where's the knife so she was slicing beef and the book has her say the words you like beef <laughs> <laughs> but the audiobook has her go you like beef she stared at evan you like beef <laughs> <laughs> rachel and i were listening to this in the car like the audiobook and when he goes you like beef? We all just started <laughs> fucking busting a gut. Holy shit. And it's funny because he, he, it happens again. Like later on, it's like, so, you like beef? <laughs> it happens twice. Why? Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, the um, voice actor, yeah, his voice for Catherine is, is basically this, which is awful uh, for extended periods. So, uh, Catherine um, notes that Evan is big, which is apparently untrue. He's apparently short and skinny as, quote-unquote, a noodle. But uh, his father, evidently, was small, and so his uh, great-aunt called her father his father Chicken. Yes. Which is not a good name. No. <laughs> so, because he was no bigger than a chicken, which chickens can be quite big, so that's not really... I mean, I don't know, you know... But um, they reply to her, and she says specifically, you don't have to answer me. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> there are numerous points where Evan is, like, getting used to the fact that Catherine is deaf, and he's just constantly, like, talking to her and then realizing he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, and this follows, so her voice is as deep as a man's, quote-unquote. Yep. Um, which, that's okay. Great. Um, not even gonna don't not gonna unpack that one. Um, but then RL says, uh, without the indistinct pronunciation that some deaf people have. 
Oh. Hey, RL. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? RL. Oh. RL, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> you literally don't need to say that. <laughs> you you could just what? delete that line. <laughs> Why? There's a weird part where Catherine says that he's a good-looking boy. He likes the girls. You've got a girlfriend. You got a, He likes the... She says he likes the girls three times. Yes. Okay, okay. this part bothered me. This is extremely inappropriate behavior she's got like her hand on him her face is in his face and she's like you like the girls like no one should be doing that no nope, <laughs> to a kid and, and i mean especially like a relative right and we did get a warning because uh the uncle's like i don't know man my aunt's pretty fucking weird <laughs> like i don't think we should like take our kid over there <laughs> like, we don't have a choice <laughs> we don't have uh, a cho- he'll learn things through adversity <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that this is actually like a learning opportunity this woman's disability is a fucking learning opportunity for evan god <laughs> that was really weird yeah so evan wants to get the fuck out of there and he has he is so in the right <laughs> yeah i agree i mean i think that it is a weird idea to take your child to your 80 year old aunt particularly if she is like completely deaf not e- not because deaf people wouldn't be capable of managing a child obviously many deaf people have children and and do raise children just fine but like she doesn't know him she's 80 years old yeah <laughs> you right. know yeah she's she has her own life which clearly is structured in a thir- certain way because she has done that you know like that she has built her life in a certain way that doesn't seem like it would really fit with a child in it right. you yeah know? Like, the, the parents like or at least the mom do, they don't seem to care because like uh, Apparently, Evan sneaks around because they never actually do include him in any discussions, even involving him. He's just like this kind of object. I'm I'm like, I'm not surprised that she doesn't want to bring him along because, like, she doesn't seem to. (laughs) Her son seems like, I don't, annoying? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. Uh, I've got this kid. I don't, I mean, uh, oh, no, he's just going to ruin the whole you know, thing we have to, he's just going to get in the way. Right. Oh, you know, and he, and he would. Yes. <laughs> and, and as demonstrably he would get in the way. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. She's like real weird. Uh, she, he knows that her breath smells like his dogs, which, yeah. um, <laughs> oof. Oof. big, oof. uh, but then she's like, what did your dad tell you about me? T- tell you about me? Did he say that I was a scary old witch? Well, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then she threatens to bake his dog in a pie. Yeah. Which it's like starting off real good, starting off real strong. Really endearing uh, yourself to Evan, Catherine. She also <laughs> doesn't have a bedroom for him, I would like to note. This is another weird thing, right? Yeah. Like she has him on a cot in a study. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? like, again, this is a huge burden on this woman. She doesn't have a fucking place for this kid. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what, are you going to get a tent for Evan to sleep out in the backyard? Like, what the hell? Also, I'd like to point out that Catherine has no Nintendo, uh-huh. no computer, mm-hmm. and no TV. Nope. Which is some bullshit for a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I agree. Like, on the one hand, him saying there's no Nintendo is that kind of, like, old people um, being shitty about kids. They should go outside and play thing. But at the same time, like... You can't be outside at 8 p.m. like when you're 12, you know what I mean? Like in this neighborhood you don't live in. Uh you can't just be like running around 
tearing shit up in this place you're not from. There needs to be stuff indoors for kids to do. Yeah. And she doesn't fucking have anything. <laughs> yeah, re- read some of my books, Evan. They're on yeah, magic. So, well, well, well. So, in this study, he notes that uh, Catherine has uh, many books. A lot of science, a lot of textbooks, biology, astronomy, Egypt... <laughs> All right. Chemistry and medicine. And he notes maybe Catherine's husband was a scientist. Oh, hey, Evan, maybe Catherine was a scientist, you fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Eat shit, Evan. <laughs> you fucking dick. Like, uh, Evan opens the closet of his study and oh no, something leaps out. Oh my God. What? He goes, help, please help. Cliffhanger number two, two for two. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I read uh, during it, many interviews with Arl Stein, I have, I have seen him say this. He apparently thinks that he has to end every chapter on a cliffhanger. Well, he does it in this book. <laughs> he like, absolutely does it in this book. I, I, I thought that Welcome Deadhouse and I thought Thayla Basin did not have a lot of these. I thought Welcome Deadhouse had what I interpreted as a lot of these. I didn't fucking know what I was yeah. getting into. There's 29 chapters in this book. I'm pretty sure there's 27 cliffhangers. Yeah, there's a cliffhanger that happens in the middle of a chapter, and I was, like, blown the fuck away. I was like, uh, Jovial Bob, did you did you mean to put a chapter here, and you just... Uh, we'll, we'll let it slide. <laughs> I, I also want to note, for a thing that happens in the next two chapters... Evan looks at his window, okay, uh-huh. and there and notes that there is a dog run in the yard. I just want to point it out that he sees it in this chapter, yep. so the next chapter <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, what was? What did she say exactly? Uh, oh, he, Evan, Evan thinks to himself, what did she mean? Take care of the dog. <laughs> And then he has like lines where he's like, he, his mind flashes up. back to the to the knife dripping with blood. <gasps> Is Catherine gonna kill my fucking dog? <laughs> I hate this book. It's so bad. And by the way, like it already feels. This book already feels so fucking long oh my god yeah we spent an hour on the first two chapters let me promise you the next 25 nothing fucking happens in them so don't worry (laughs) the only thing that happens of note that i have in my notes of literal note (laughs) is that i have i have here that um uh catherine says that cat's evil pure evil and, uh, she says just, evil seven times. <laughs> yeah, she, absolutely, 100%. But uh, this is the first time where it's setting up what's about to happen. But also, I, I don't think Jovial Bob's uh, a cat person. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. Uh, yeah. So the cat, so the thing in the closet was a cat, and it's on Evan's face, <laughs> which is just made so much funnier by the fact that Evan is constantly screaming, "I can't see." The cat is literally on his, like, attached to his head. (laughs) I just love the idea of a cat jumping on on a person's head and covering their face entirely and them screaming muffled, I can't see! (laughs) 
Catherine comes in and she's like, oh, that's my cat, Sarah Beth. And then she notes that that cat has a strange sense of humor <gasps> and describes it as evil seven times. <laughs> Trigger goes nuts because he's a cat. Trigger's been going nuts basically from point one, by the way. <laughs> so that's not great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely not good for his heart. So Catherine's like, we have to just like bring the dog. We ha- I'll t- I have to take care of the dog. <laughs> Um, in the most sinister way possible, despite the fact that we know there's a dog run outside. Yep. Ev- Evan envisions the knife. There's another cliffhanger. Fuck. <laughs> then, uh, so the next chapter is still Evan being like, oh my God, what's she going to do with the dog? And she literally points out that she built this dog run for this dog. Dude, <laughs> Catherine. Holy crap, Catherine. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Not one fucking thank you from Evan. No, not one fucking thank you. Uh, Evan points out, since she won't read lips or learn sign language, she gets to do whatever she wants. Is that some, like, commentary from Jovial Bob? Just complaining about, you know what I mean? Deaf people? (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) Rachel, I don't know what this is. Oh my god. I don't know what this book is trying to say. Like, oh man, that would be so fucked if like Jovial Bob's developed this air of like, oh, I'm a I'm a great guy, everything's cool, I'm a kid's author, everything's great. Ah, you guys like scaries? I'm also funny. And then secretly he just fucking hates deaf people. He just <laughs> fucking can't stand them. And they have all the power. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god damn it. The the deaf people and politics, they they just they the fucking control everything. Emperor Palpatine over here. <laughs> they don't have to listen to anything. Depend on their will. Well, it implies that if you can't hear someone, you don't have to ever do anything they say. Yeah. <laughs> that like being deaf is the ultimate power play because you never have to hear anyone. <laughs> Like, yeah, I was on a flight once and a deaf person just walked into the captain's pit and started flying the plane. <laughs> no one told them that she couldn't hear anything anyone was saying. I remember when I was in the bank one day and a, a deaf person came in and just took all the money out of my bank account. I told them not to do it, but they couldn't hear me, so I... <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah, God damn it. Deaf um, people! So, so, deaf people, we're sorry about this whole fucking thing. Yeah, apologies oh. to our, our deaf uh, friends out there. Catherine then says, I have cookies and milk. You will enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> Which feels like a threat. Uh, she makes oatmeal raisin cookies. I noted this mm. for reasons that will become clear later. What, that Evan's a, a, a fucking evil bastard? All Bob did for 10 minutes after we found out that he was eating these cookies is just talk about how how awful Evan is for liking oatmeal raisin cookies because well, he, he says knows they're not that gross, I eat but not them. his favorite. He he what? He says they're not gross but not his favorite. <laughs> they're my favorite. I love this. <laughs> I agree. I think they're very good. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'm yes, outvoted. Yes. Shit. <laughs> I mean like are they the go-to cookie? No. Yeah, <laughs> like, you no. know, but now you got to go with like a nice chocolate a nice warm chocolate chip. I agree. I mean, if I'm if I'm given the option of like a good chocolate chip, yeah, I think that I think the key here is and the key here is mm. that oatmeal raisin cookies are more likely to be good when you're getting them from someplace that doesn't make cookies. Oh, yeah. Like I think if you like, because like a a bad chocolate chip cookie sucks. Yes. But a bad oatmeal raisin cookie, it's usually just okay. Like, oh, for whatever reason. 
They're usually gooier. They they maintain their goo better, you know. Um, <laughs> their gack, their their slime. <laughs> their slime factor is better. Um, if you do, you know you don't, the the raisins are sweet already, so you don't have to worry if the cookie is like properly sweetened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, like I think that they're a safe choice at a restaurant. Like if you're in an office lunch and they're providing lunch, and there's like a like the the tray of cookies or whatever that came with the catering thing, they're a safe choice. Mm. Yeah, they're a safe yeah. choice. Have you ever had a potbelly cookie? Yes. <sighs> potbelly cookies are immaculate. I am a big fan of their uh, sugar cookies. They are they are the best sugar cookies I've ever had. Sugar cookies are pretty hard, uh, pretty easy to fuck up, but yeah. As Those we'll are... see on the TV. <laughs> yeah, oh show. man. <laughs> wow, I have never seen a more like disgusting looking cookie. <laughs> You have to think in the TV version, like, Catherine looked at this and thought, yep, this looks right. <laughs> this looks good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I no, didn't fuck dead. this up. She gets to do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> you would make <laughs> shitty cookies and force your kids to eat them. Uh, so, um, Evan uh, does communicate to his aunt that he wants to take Trigger for a walk, which, like, yeah, man. Yeah, of course you can communicate with this person. There's like a million ways to do it. Like, Yeah, he makes a walking gesture with his fingers. And she's like, oh, yep, okay, sounds good. Yep. Like, oh, uh, hey, look, that's basic the, the basic concept of sign language, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that took, that took me a minute because I wasn't imagining like two, two of your first fingers alternately moving. I was imagining like the cum, like. <laughs> the what? Move, oh, the, like the cum. <laughs> Like Lots of fingers to like. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> that took me a minute. I don't know why I thought. Okay. Oh, the come. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like the come hither. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a whole tangent, but I just want to know because of the come hither thing um, <laughs> that in Japan the come over here is um, their hand is like palm down. Yes. And and they move their fingers like a. It's supposed to look like a cat beckoning kind of thing, right? But mm-hmm. to me, it looks like them. they're saying, shoo, go away. Yes. Because I was at Osaka Castle and this old man was doing this to me. And I thought he was telling me to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I kept like looking around like, oh, should I not be here? What the fuck? It turns out he wanted to tell me about this rock. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Was it a cool rock? Was it like obsidian or something? It was a cool rock. It was a giant rock that had been split in two and used to build this wall. Oh, um, fuck yeah. Is what he wanted to tell me, but I kept thinking he wanted me to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, and isn't like pulling down your your lower eyelid supposed to be like the version of like the middle finger? Uh, it's definitely a thing they do when like they the, like the stick out your tongue gesture is a really common thing. Yeah, okay, uh, and it's part of that. It does go with that. I can't presume to know because I truly don't, but I know those two things frequently show up together in my favorite media, anime. Love anime. <laughs> Love anime. Anime would never do what this book did to me. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing with Monster Blood, Trigger's going for a walk, and suddenly he so he runs away because he sees a squirrel, chases a squirrel, but he's blind apparently. So his dog is blind. Like he's complaining about his deaf aunt. What the fuck? So so the squirrel runs away. Trigger doesn't know that. Follows an imaginary squirrel, and like Evan has to chase Trigger again. Trigger is a cocker spaniel, so like it's not like he's fucking booking it. His legs aren't that big. An eighty-year-old cocker spaniel, just like yeah, it can't be that fucking hard, man. But suddenly, 
the classic show, hand on the shoulder, the, the classic hand on the shoulder, and somebody says, who are you, cliffhanger? I must say, this cliffhanger is extremely bullshit. Like, it's already bullshit, but it's made more bullshit by the audiobook because uh, the voice actor, whose name I've already forgotten, Kirby Hoff, Kip. Uh, Hayborn, what's that? It said Kip. Kip. Kip fuck about. <laughs> Basically, Kip fuck about, that's his name. <laughs> So Kip Fuckabout uh, like gives, uh, okay, so it's eventually revealed who this is, and it's Andy. But um, for this specific comment, I just want to point out that Andy's voice is completely different. <laughs> like like the, the voice that, uh, that Kip Fuckabout um, <laughs> gives Andy in this section is like, when she says, who are you? <laughs> he makes her sound like, who are you? Evan was about to pick up the stubborn dog when he was startled by a hand grabbing his shoulder. Hey, who are you? A voice demanded. It makes it like it's incredible that he then immediately switches to like a much lighter voice for Andy. Like in this one particular section, it sucks. To Arl Stein's credit, Evan turns around and sees that it's a girl, okay? Yes. And specifically says, why did you do that? <laughs> and he does say, to scare you. Why'd you grab my shoulder like that? He asked, his heart still pounding. To scare you, she said simply. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. <laughs> I guess if she changed her voice a little bit to like try and freak him out, that makes sense. Uh, I would like to say that chapter five of this book is maybe the best chapter in the entire book. Uh, the the Evan and Andy meet cute is <laughs> probably the best thing in here. Evan and Andy as a pair really kind of held this book together. Yes. yes. I would say Andy is the linchpin keeping this book from being unreadable. Yeah. I mean, our, our Rachel would argue that it is unreadable, but, like, <laughs> but, but I mean, you know. I'll say this right now. Evan does not deserve to have a friend as cool as Andy. I agree True. with that. True, absolutely. Because yeah. he treats her like shit in this book. <laughs> Tries to pawn off all of his fucking problems. Now, granted, Andy does get a little weird during the beginning of their... Um, Relationship. Yeah, because the... Uh, we'll get to it, but basically she is very pushy at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does not know how to take no for an answer, but we'll get there. So uh, I would like to note that Andy is, uh, quote unquote, this is the book telling me this. Uh, oh she's pretty yep. with brown hair, which is almost black, and a playful, teasing smile. Okay. <laughs> she's also, and this is important, there's a lot of clothing descriptions in this book. I don't know if you guys noticed that. No, I noticed. Um Fill in some word count there with some clothing because Andy's wearing an oversized yellow shirt over black leggings and yellow Nikes. So she is a bumblebee. <laughs> uh, yep. She's not the shy type, according to Evan. There's the, the jokes are so fast and furious in this chapter. Uh, Evan, Evan's like, uh, she asks if he's moved into the house, and Evan says, no, I'm staying with my great aunt. And uh, Rachel, uh, Andy goes, what's so great about her? <laughs> uh, this is the best. This is the best. Andy immediately uh, wins over my, my, my heart by saying, I like your dog. I like your dog. He looks real stupid. I like <laughs> stupid dogs. Does he have a stupid name? 
Evan says, trigger, and she says, yeah, that's pretty stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote, amazing. (laughs) And the best character. She admits that uh, she also has a stupid name. Uh, uh, She says, it's Andrea. She says that it sounds stuck up like I should be wearing a corduroy jumper with a uh, prim white blouse walking a poodle. And I sent this to my friend Andrea (laughs) and she said I had been considering buying a corduroy jumper (laughs) (laughs) so I guess R.L. Stein was on to something I I guess so she prefers to be called Andy Um, she asks Evan's name Evan says his name is Evan Stupid Evan Stupid Um, and he really likes that she laughed at that because other girls back home don't appreciate his sense of humor (laughs) (sighs) Oh boy! I have to pause. I'm exhausted. Exhausted thinking about this. Book. this, this yeah, no, we could take a break. We're we're still at the very beginning. Yeah, no, this is awful. <laughs> this is this is terrible. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Evan and Andy go to town. They go to town at a toy store, and Andy's like, "Let's go to the shitty old one that I like a whole lot." And they go for some reason. So they go to the shitty old toy store, and they it's all shit and garbage, and um. Uh, Annie has a BMX bike and she won't let uh, Evan ride it because why would she? That would be ridiculous. It's a fucking bike. Um, and um, I go to the store. Um, I would love to describe the person who owns this store, uh, Wagner's Novelties and Sun- Sundries. No kid on this earth knows what a sundry is. So I don't <laughs> nope. even know why that word is used. Um, uh, he also describes it as a, bun- as a clappered building. No child knows what that is. So, yeah. so. Some of the comments that Andy makes, too, are like, I don't, R.L. Stein, you are coming through this character. <laughs> like, this oh, is, that you yeah. can find treasures in this store. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, and I love that this, like, they specifically know, Andy and Evan specifically know that they're going into an old-ass toy store. Like, everything yeah. about it says old, screams old, everything's covered in dust. And what's the first thing that Evan does? Look for Nintendo games. Do they have that Nintendo fuck? games? <laughs> Yeah, Evan. Yeah, uh uh-huh. I would like to describe the owner of this store because I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, He is a grumpy old man with a single tuft of white hair on his bald head. (laughs) And a drooping white mustache. What? What? Jesus Christ, is this character from a Dickens novel? What the hell? (laughs) What the fuck? So... They uh, go to the store. They don't know who Hopalong Cassidy is because no one knows who Hopalong Cassidy is in 1992. I fucking don't. <laughs> There's some great lines. Uh, she wants to buy this lunchbox with Hopalong Cassidy on it. Uh, Evan says, that's a weird present. Uh, and Andy says, uh, he's a weird cousin <laughs> for the person she's buying this gift for. Uh, they find a thing that says perform 100 amazing tricks. <laughs> Evan says that's a lot of amazing tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Granted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At what point does Andy say, I just think it's neat? Yeah. Um, I forget what she says that to. Probably the, the I don't know who fucking knows. Who fucking uh, knows? They go into a back room where they find the titular monster blood, a surprising miracle substance. Yeah, incredible. And then the store owner walks in and he's mad, which is apparently a cliffhanger if you have low standards for what cliffhangers are. <laughs> Nothing happens at all. Nothing happens whatsoever with that cliffhanger. 
Um, the monster blood's not for sale, and they try to buy it anyway. Um, it's apparently old and therefore bad, and they ultimately uh, they like they're competing for who can buy it. Andy wants it because it's weird. Evan wants it for some fucking reason. Who knows? And they buy it for two dollars. Ultimately, they hang they hassle it out of this owner. Um, they buy this two dollar thing of monster blood. I hate this book. <laughs> 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 I was about to say, hooray. <laughs> like, I just hate this book. It's just so plodding. Like, this is well into the book, and we're finally at least getting to the monster blood. Like, yeah. But we still got a ways to go before anything happens. Anything happens. It. <laughs> it's just, you'd think that a, a, a book called Monster Blood would fucking start off with some fucking monster blood doing some shit. You might think that. You might think that. Yeah. Andy wants the monster blood, but Evan won't share it. So she's like, here, you can ride my bike. Evan now decides that it's a girl's bike and he doesn't want to ride it. Um, <laughs> so. Um, they go home to his to his house where uh, Catherine is arguing with someone. It appears who is she? Oh. Are? It's Sarah Beth the cat. That's silly. What could that be about? Weird. We'll find out. We'll find out. What that's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I just want to point out that uh, right here in my notes, I have quote. Oh my God! Please just fucking get to something interesting. Jesus Christ! End quote. Yeah. Yeah. They uh they go into the study and Andy finds some books on magic apparently. Um. And they assume that Catherine, therefore, might be a witch. Pretty good assumption. <laughs> but Andy thinks that the books are cool and is like, what are you talking about? You don't have anything to do here. There's all these cool books. Yeah, for real. Like, what, Evan, what the but fuck? Yeah, Evan, like, I mean, yeah, seriously, you could read a book on Egypt. You're, Egypt's cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> Also, it's it's made cooler by the fact that there's literally nothing else to do yeah. other than eat, like, fucking oatmeal raisin cookies. Mm-hmm. There's no instructions in the monster blood because it's fucking monster blood, so I don't know what the instructions would need to be. Um, so they... Step one, play. <laughs> This is how old toys work. You just fucking play with them. <laughs> you, you dumb kids. <laughs> also, it's incredibly toxic. <laughs> but yeah. So they uh, open it. It's like Jello. It's cold. It's thicker than Jello. It's gross. Evan says he's seen worse. Evan's such a shit about the monster blood, like immediately. <laughs> it glows in the dark, and Evan's like, I've seen stuff that does that before. It stretches. I've That's not new. It bounces. Duh. Like. <laughs> like, like you're the one that bought this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, I clearly regret my decision. Meanwhile, Andy's like slobbering over it and just like, please, just this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Can I just have some? And Evan's like, no, I hate it, but I'm not sharing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Evan, what the fuck? Evan says he's seen other stuff like it, uh, stuff called alien stuff and yucky glop. Yucky glop, yes. Mm. Which is weird because Monster Blood seems, uh, over the course of the book, Monster Blood uh, seems to combine Silly Putty and Slime uh, because uh, Silly Putty doesn't, uh, Silly Putty is more the bouncing thing, which eventually they'll get to, they'll bounce it, and it's very funny to watch them bounce it on the show. Um, But uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it's got the bounciness of Silly Putty, but then it's got like the staining ability and the like really the 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 kind of viscousness of like the the slime the normal slime. So I just wanted. There's to point a that part out. in this book, and I don't know what chapter it is because it's not in my notes right now, but I know that it's a direct quote. They say that uh, at one point. Evan and Andy had a big, messy time playing with the monster blood. <laughs> and all I could think of was Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, where the guy says, uh, the big sticky mess. It's a, it's a gun that shoots glue foam. The big sticky mess. A grenade launcher that shoots glue foam. 
that's all I could think about <laughs> with that scene. They go outside and toss the monster blood around like idiots with the dog, and guess what happens? The predictable thing happens. Trigger eats the monster blood. <gasps> Which causes the voice actor for the audiobook to quiet yell to his heart's content. No, Trigger! Evan shouted. Don't swallow it! Don't swallow! It is just nonstop quiet yelling here. Trigger! No! It feels like a cliffhanger, but then... The book does a thing it does a lot. It does a lot in this book where they'll have a cliffhanger and then it skips to like literally uh, several days later. And <laughs> so like it skips to Evan asking Catherine if they're making a pie. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what the hell happened there? I don't fucking know. Also, uh, I want to point out that Andy immediately got worried um, that <laughs> there wasn't enough monster blood to share anymore. Yeah. <laughs> While Evan is like, oh my God, Trigger might die. <laughs> <laughs> priorities with this chick right here she knows what's up Catherine does not know but oh also evan learned that you can fucking write yeah that people finally. who are deaf can read fucking fine and that you can just write words <laughs> strange weird what a crazy world we live in Catherine does not uh, remember the pie conversation that they evidently had um and then says basically get the fuck out of my house <laughs> yeah <laughs> um she's apparently gotten a lot colder and she only has shredded wheat that to eat for breakfast monster oh man she which confirmed which confirmed she also says go see your girlfriend yeah oh being weird again oh auntie you're gonna scare her away this goes back to the the (laughs) kids dating in the stay out of the basement yeah uh, like i kept thinking about that like what also Catherine has a bone pendant that she wears (laughs) yeah i don't know why that matters (laughs) matters <laughs> i don't i don't know why that matters it doesn't i don't know apparently things have been bad in atlanta so evan has to stay there longer yeah um and then he puts on some denim denim cutoffs and a gap t-shirt <laughs> signaling that this is 1992 <laughs> <laughs> trigger doesn't want to go out i guess he's sick from the poisoning that we forgot about <laughs> oh uh, we introduce the next characters in this book uh who suck who are terrible and shit they're bullies the Bamer twins, um, they're 14 to 15, so you know they suck. They're big, okay, they're big beefy guys. Yes. Uh, beef is uh, used a lot in this book. Beef oh, yeah. Because it's like maybe the second most common word in this book. <laughs> they're beefy, they're blonde, they're wearing heavy metal t-shirts and baggy shorts uh, and high-top sneakers without socks. Without socks. Ugh. These twins are awful <laughs> in every way. Yep. Um, they want him to pay a toll because he's not a resident, and then they like approach him, cliffhanger. <laughs> to which Evan says, "Resident? That's a big word." Yeah, you stupid kid! Like, <laughs> you dumb fucking kid! Like, <laughs> Why? Why make a dumb comment and antagonize them simultaneously? I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Look, man, stuff has to happen in a Goosebumps book. Like. Just like I just need to point out, nothing has happened yet. Like, like we are in like so little has happened. Like, it's it's truly truly amazing how absolutely fundamentally nothing has fucking happened. Um, Andy arrives after that cliffhanger. The Bamer twins, Rich and Tony, steal her fucking bike. Yep, <laughs> and just leave with it. <laughs> they just, yep, just leave her bike with. Just like leave, and she's bikeless. What the fuck? Yeah, they they yanked it in a way that caused Andy to smack her head on the uh, concrete curb, which is like, hey, uh, 
that's fucking bad. And she gets up and she's like groggy and shit. And it's like, oh my God, is this, is this kid just get a concussion from this shit? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, by the way, throughout the, the rest of the book, uh, Rick and Tony Bamer, the Bamer twins, are given zero sympathy or empathy. <laughs> there is, there is a, uh, there is the, the book and Arl Stein clearly want you to fucking hate these kids. <laughs> these kids are awful. They live with a grandma, so that's already a mark against them. Um, <laughs> they're suffering. They're <laughs> Evan and Andy talked about wanting to pound them. Which is an unfortunate <laughs> exchange. Yeah, that, that did not wink, age wink. well. I want to pound him so bad. A big sticky mess. Want to pound him into a big sticky mess. <laughs> Indonesia's cover coming back around again. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no. My god. Uh, the after this exchange, the monster blood can is almost full uh, again, mm. despite being having taken some out of it when it was eaten we cut to trigger uh for fucking whatever reason who is like actively dying and it's a very <laughs> fucked up sequence yeah this one actually like it's fucked up and it, it works it's it's very effective yeah it's it sucks like trigger is um at the moment evan doesn't really it doesn't really occur to him but uh yeah uh, trigger's like on the ground and just kind of like writhing and just like uh, i think his uh tongue is described as like being like like white or something flail he's flailing his tongue is flailing his eyes are bulging he's yeah. gasping uh his eyes are rolling back in his head. And so Evan rushes to his, uh, you know, uh, rescue. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, obviously. <laughs> and it turns out that uh, Trigger's growing, so his collar was choking him. Yeah. And yeah. so Evan, by taking off the collar, allows Trigger to continue living, which is good. Evan literally says, if I hadn't come home and I did, what would have happened? Well, he would have died. Yeah, he would have fucking died. Your dog would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> or or what will happen on the show. He'll just burst out of his, his, uh, his okay. Uh, oh, I can't wait to talk about the show. It's so good. Like, it's so good. Like I just have to pause right here. This book is not good, gang. It's not good, and it's 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 taken us so long to get even halfway through it, and still basically nothing has happened. Boy, the show is like a fucking fever dream. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. It's a it's like a totally different beast. This next part is also fucking horrible. Yeah. Because, so, we, we leave Trigger, who's, like, e exhausted. From nearly dying. Right. To find, so the next morning, Aunt, uh, uh, Evan goes out and sees Andy, who is struggling to free a cat who has been tied to a tree by the Bamer twins. Dude. Oh. What the fuck? Fucking psychopaths. Like, I, I wasn't kidding when <laughs> I said that, like, the book and R.L. Stein do not want you to sympathize with these kids. These no. kids are evil fucking incarnate. Andy is wearing denim jeans. We stop, oh part, by the way, we pause this this important thing to note, that Andy is wearing denim jeans that are faded, a green oversized t-shirt, which is down to her knees. So, <laughs> is, is it just me, or did it feel to you guys like every time Andy was in a scene, like she her clothes were described, Yep. but it wasn't the same with any other character? Nope. Yeah, I did. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyone else find that kind of weird? <laughs> no, because I didn't get to that part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this entire podcast is basically about how Rachel basically won. <laughs> yeah. 
Yay! <laughs> this is actually, so this, this is a new podcast, really, where we tell Rachel about this book. Yeah, I'm just listening like, oh, and okay, okay. Rachel, <laughs> lay on us your, your, your reactions as we go through the rest of this. <laughs> I have one. Um, I, I'm quite certain by this point, R.L. Stein was like, I'm already fucking done with this shit. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't, what is, I, I don't know what to do. Fuck, I'm bored. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It feels like he was done with this book before he even started. Like, it truly feels like R.L. Stein wrote the last like two or three chapters and then was like, wait, I'm done. Fuck. What? <laughs> I, I guess I need to do exposition through the rest of the fucking shit. I just need to explain how all this stuff got here because things pop off in a fucking insane way in the last few chapters of this book. But anyway, we'll get there. I just have to say that um, at some at one point, Evan and um andy come back home uh come back to evan's place this is the next yeah yeah, yeah to Catherine's place and uh the dialogue happens um why does she wear a bone <laughs> she probably thinks it's cool <laughs> it is cool it's cool you it's fuck. fucking cool <laughs> i'm convinced that like this aunt parallels someone arlstein knows and it's probably in their family <laughs> and he's just like i hate this <laughs> she's deaf and she has all the power and she's wearing a bone and she thinks she's fucking cool da, da, da. <laughs> I could just see R.L. Stein in the corner during like Thanksgiving, fucking fuming. Yep. <laughs> and a, and a fucking aunt in like the, on the other side, like having a great time. At this point, Evan shouts at Catherine, "You're a crazy old coot." Yep. Which I think is a <laughs> shitty thing to do. Yeah. Like just shouts at her from across the room. She doesn't. She kind of reacts. Yeah. Um. And Andy's like, "Oh my god, she heard you!" And he's like, "No, she didn't." Ah! <laughs> there are several points in this book where it is hinted that Catherine can understand like Evan and something like not like read lips, but she understands like his kind of um, uh, attitude toward well, her. I mean, spoilers at the end of the book, she literally responds to his words. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew it. I was telling Bob, I was like, yo, I don't think this bra is really deaf. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, well, it doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense, Rachel. Let's tell you this. <laughs> no. <laughs> spoilers. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And guess like, what? The, the show makes even less sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh god fever just, dreams okay. fever dreams i have a suggestion right now i think the show and monster blood part two should be a second podcast <laughs> episode yeah, oh, yeah? okay because yeah. i feel like this is gonna be like two and a half hours on this book <laughs> like, yeah, yeah probably yeah i could edit it down but yeah no you're probably yeah but i mean i feel like you could just do a second episode because it's i mean monster blood part two is a thing so yeah it'll just be episode three part two for us i guess yeah monster blood the episode part two i like that <laughs> yeah sure uh and that way because this, the, the episode connects so directly to the follow-up episode anyway like mm -hmm. i don't think you can discuss them independently because it's literally the prologue to the second episode <laughs> which is so weird because well i mean we could talk about it but like there are characters from Monster Blood Two in More Monster Blood, but they are completely yeah. different. They just have the yeah. same names. Like it's what the hell is happening? So the Monster Blood's growing. It's overflowing, <laughs> and yeah. that's a cliffhanger, sort of. And the Monster Blood is getting warm and sticky, which is kind of rad. It's a big sticky mess, I would say, <laughs> of the Monster Blood now. Oh no! Um, oh no! <laughs> this, uh, it didn't used to be sticky, but now it's sticky. <laughs> <laughs> We need to move past the stickiness. Uh, and they said, I guess it changes after the can's been opened. It's also not bouncing anymore. It's, it's And they suggest throwing it away because it's just not any good if it doesn't bounce. Yeah. The cat is watching 
uh, them, and Andy mm-hmm. says it looks in- it's watching intelligently, and uh, Evan says it's as stupid as every other cat. Arl Stein <laughs> officially does not like cats. He he is like, not a f- cat. Person. Evan's <laughs> such a shit. Like it's, like, it's so awful. Um, oh, okay, okay. I found the I found the line. So um, they say the monster blood is hot, and Evan screams that it's alive, and then Andy like chases him around the room. With the monster blood, mm-hmm. they say the direct line is they had a messy, hilarious monster blood battle um, <laughs> till dinner time. <laughs> so, um, didn't bother to include that in the book, but it was hilarious. Thank you for telling us that, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trigger has run has doubled in size in the end of this chapter. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and then we cut to uh, Rachel. You're gonna love this one. If you didn't get to this part, you're gonna love this. This is. I'm really excited to tell you about it. In chapter 13, we cut to Trigger having run away. What? <laughs> yep, he's run away. It's the middle of the night, and his every step is a thunderclap. Um, his, he's a thick his boy now. giant ears <laughs> flopped like wings. <laughs> <laughs> They're, quote, twin pennants caught in the wind. <laughs> what the fuck does this mean? He's the size of a pony. Wait, 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 wait. I was thinking bigger. <laughs> For all that noise, no. he's pony just a size. pony? Pony size, yeah. What the fuck? Yep. It's a raging windstorm outside. <laughs> is it because of the dog? As Evan chases this dog. Oh, okay. Who yes, tur- the dog is influencing the weather. <laughs> yep. Uh, turns out Trigger is chasing the Bamer twins. Oh, oh my God. Uh, then, this is fucking wild. Trigger lets out what Evan describes as a creature howl, not a dog howl, a creature howl, which dogs are creatures, Evan, so I don't know what that <laughs> um, Trigger's forehead bursts open. His eyes grow wide and round. Fangs emerge from his mouth. And he's become a monster. Holy shit. Okay, well. And Rachel. Good. What do you think happens next? Would you guess? Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm hoping that the that trigger eats the twins. Oh, Rachel. Uh, w- I certainly hope that as well. Oh um, no. Good news. Evan wakes up. It oh my fucking god. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, because then he says, uh, he wakes up, thank goodness it was a dream, but Evan's uncomfortable in his bed, and he looks down to see his giant feet and his giant hands. He's grown giant. <gasps> and it's a dream, right? Yep, it's a second dream. <laughs> next chapter, he wakes up, it was a second dream. <laughs> Why would he do, right, right there is your interesting book. And he just goes, yep, nah, yep, fuck yep, you yep, guys. Yep. I already wrote two of these. I fucking hate this shit. Just like flipping off the audience. That was an entire chapter, wasn't it? That was a whole chapter. That was oh a whole fucking God. chapter of nothing. Oh. Nothing. Well, and here's the best part. The next chapter is he wakes up, realizes that it was a dream that he was giant, and then just talks about having a dream on top of a dream, a very frightening dream. That's like half the chapter. And then <laughs> he wonders if Trigger's getting big because of his glands. Yeah, maybe it's glands or something. It's glands. Yeah, Evan, sure. Yeah, you got yep, you Fucking. nailed it. Nailed it. Uh and then he looks over and the monster blood can is overflowing. <gasps> In the next chapter, they take Trigger to the vet. Which I just have to ask. How? Who who is who is paying yeah. for the vet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well well he had well Evan had eight dollars left. Yeah, did it cost eight dollars? Eight dollars. Which in nineteen ninety two will buy you one one hundred thousandth of a house. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's Evan's basically rich. 
Um, the vet is like, he's perfectly healthy, but we'll have to weigh in the labs because the gross bird is pretty weird. Uh, and then he tells him to cut down on between meal snacks. <laughs> oh, you fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not big. He's just fat. Apparently, Trevor is as big as a sheepdog now. Evan is distressed. He goes to get an ice cream pop. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> And this is fucking wild. I have to t- brace yourself for this one. He returns to find the Bamer twins stealing his dog. <laughs> they were stealing his fucking dog. They were like, it's shit. my, it's our dog now. <laughs> like, holy fucking shit. That dog's cool now. I'm going to take it. Yeah, they, they literally said, it's our dog now. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fucking weird. And then they like push him and he drops his ice cream, which fucking sucks. Aww. But Trigger is mad and he's also bigger now. So he like jumps on these. So it like lunges for the kid, the br- twins. Just like his dream, <gasps> except not at all like the dream because we don't even talk about what happens next. We skip immediately to the next afternoon. Well, you're forgetting one tiny little detail, which is when the Bamer twins run away and one of them goes, Hey, Tony! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Evan calls Andy and is like, we've got a, uh, we got a small problem. And Annie's like, it sounds like a big problem. And he goes, oh, fine, Annie. It's a big problem, okay? Get off my fucking case. Get off my fucking case, all right? It's a big problem. So uh, he has to go over to uh, Annie's house, which is a modern... um, a modern redwood ranch house with a perfectly manicured lawn. I think I, I... Uh, she takes like piano classes, doesn't she? Yep, she does. She at does one, yes. Yeah, at one point she's like, oh, my mom's gonna kill me. I gotta get back home for my piano class. I wrote parentheses, piano lessons can be murder. Um, <laughs> and I wonder if that's exactly where he got the idea. <laughs> so um, Andy goes over, or Evan goes over to Andy's house with a bucket full of monster blood. Um, which he now wants to share, but Annie's like, I don't, um, I don't think so. No, I think I'm good, actually. I think, actually, no. I think, really, it's your responsibility. <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I'd think, Evan, that you're trying to pass off your problems onto other people. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to really quickly point out that these kids constantly want to call the police about everything. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, Every, yes. From the Bamer twins to Monster Blood to Trigger, it's just constantly like, should we call the police? I don't know. Should we call the police? It's like they've, fucking skin their knee. Should we call the police? I think we'll call the police. Let's call the police. Well, I really like that uh, both of them have the idea of what if we just threw it away? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, put it in the fucking it. garbage disposal and chop that shit up. Like, what the fuck? I would love to note that they finally connect the idea that Trigger is growing because he ate the monster blood about seven <laughs> chapters yeah. later. Jesus. It's truly incredible, <laughs> these kids. And then, and then Andy puts the monster blood, which is overflowing, on her living room carpet. Yep. Fuck. Great job. Great job. (laughs) Evan's having like a panic attack. He's like, I'm just all alone. I've got no one. I've got no one. He says that Catherine hates, can't hear him, doesn't want to hear him, hates him, and just sits and does jigsaw puzzles and argues with her cat all day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking relatable. I mean, who doesn't? Um... (laughs) They uh, Evan doesn't think the vet will give a shit about the monster blood. He thinks he'll think that's stupid. I mean, you could give him some of it to test. At, l- at the very least, you could give him some of it to prove that it's like growing exponentially. I think if you told your vet, hey, my dog ate this weird substance that's out of date. Yeah. Possibly toxic. I, he would at least be like, 
huh <laughs> hey uh uh vet my my dog ate something from an era when humans were ingesting cocaine like recreationally <laughs> like <laughs> just because everything contained cocaine uh it from a, from an era when they put a uh, radioactive waste in children's toys like yeah yep. <laughs> evan uh, so annie says we should throw it out evan's like no i need it for proof for trigger but we already established we're not going to the cops or the vet and i don't know i don't know fucking why and then andy's like okay i'll take a coffee can's worth and evan's like that's all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he immediately calms down he's like that's all uh, well you are helping so i guess i shouldn't be weird about it <laughs> the monster blood like sucks the coffee can in evan like shoves his hand in and it kind of pulls on it and he's like that's kind of weird i guess yeah so then he gets ready to leave and andrea uh presciently is like uh watch out for those bamer twins they're gonna be out for revenge and literally he walks out of andy's house to find them there yep <laughs> with their beefy red fists <laughs> beefy red fists clean oh cliffhanger God. i'm you know what i'm uh i have to uh bio break but feel free to continue describing the events of this book while i do this oh <laughs> uh, there's one thing i definitely want to talk to you talk to you mario about so i'll hold off but there yeah we'll we'll go ahead okay rachel you enjoying this so far oh <laughs> you yeah enjoying this part of the book Yay. i think this is amazing there's a new podcast in here where we just tell Rachel about the Dude, I yeah. honestly I think that this is the future of the of the podcast where it's just us telling her like how shitty Goosebumps books are. <laughs> and Rachel goes in utterly blind and we, yeah, and we, just, we just lay it on her and she's just constantly like, what the fuck? <laughs> As I said before, the last three chapters are like, wait, what? <laughs> Fucking huh? And even Mario sent me a message like when he was reading it. Uh, I think it's in the chat. I return. Oh, Mario, you are the quickest bio breaker I have ever. I'm efficient. <laughs> <laughs> he has a method. <laughs> it's been honed. <laughs> After years of practice. So there's one thing that we uh, did not mention, which was an interesting little thing that Andy says as Evan's leaving her place. So Andy says basically like, hey, you know, you could like hang out, Evan, and I'm watching Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Do you want to watch Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones is really good. Do you like Indiana Jones? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I immediately thought it was weird um, it, it, because it felt very deliberate. It felt like Indiana Jones. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And she uh, literally says the first Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, and so um, first off, I I thought it was interesting because uh, Indy in Indiana Jones is Indy, and then Andy in this book is mm. you know that's the abbreviation. It's a similar abbreviation. But then that caused me to look at Jovial Bob's history and check this out. I learned that in the mid 1980s, Jovial Bob wrote four game books as they are called they are also known as cyoa choose your own adventure books that are that all take place in the indiana jones universe oh, oh man he wrote indiana jones and the curse of horror island oh my God. indiana jones and the giants of the silver tower okay. indiana jones and the cult of the mummy's crypt and finally <laughs> indiana jones <laughs> And the ape slaves of Howling Island. What? Yo, what? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but fun fact, uh, in addition to all this, RL wrote these books right before Goosebumps blew up. And afterward, they were reissued 
with his name in huge letters on the covers. <laughs> like you can look these up. It's like first off, it's like by R. L. Stein is this tiny little script that's at the that's at like the middle point of the 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 cover. But on the reprints, it's like, it's like, um, you know, Stephen King with his giant fucking like name at the very top, and it's just R.L. Stein. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's awesome. That rules. That's oh, so Evan's getting beat up. <laughs> gets the shit <laughs> absolutely the shit knocked out of him, out of him. <laughs> on that perfectly manicured lawn, no less. Yeah, uh, literally, this is a fairly graphic depiction of Evan just getting the absolute shit beat out of him for a while. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Gets hit in the eye, gets hit in the gut. Um, He says he has waves of nausea and pain Mm -hmm. radiating through his body. Holy shit. Um, Yeah. R.L. Stein's been punched at some point in his life. (laughs) Uh, Evan says, Andy arrives and the kid, the the brothers run away. And Evan says, I've never been in a fight before. And Andy says, doesn't look like much of a fight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You didn't fight. Andy, not now. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the monster blood has now spilled all over the perfectly manicured lawn. They have to pick it up. And then they notice that it's not coming apart. It's all in one piece. It's (gasps) sticky and, and, um, yeah, it's sticky. It's like taffy. Yeah. Evidently. Their new plan is to return it to the store. Yes. Be like, hey, this monster blood doesn't work right. <laughs> like, put $2 back, please. It's like, like they're going to go there and show them, show them their receipt. Hey, this is fucked up. Please fix it. <laughs> they return home. Catherine described, says that uh, Evan's a little roughneck. Evan believes that she does not care about him. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, it's very sad. And um, so they have beef stew, which is pretty good, except for the vegetables. I have noted down. Um, so I, I just interpreted that as uh, Catherine eats only beef <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> every day she wakes up and starts chopping beef. <laughs> Every day I wake up and open palm slam some beef on my kitchen table. It's just Wheaties and fucking beef. Evan refuses to tell her about the monster blood because she's too weird and wouldn't care. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the monster blood continues to grow, would you believe? I would believe. He takes the bucket of the monster blood to the basement Yes. Where, oh my God, something gets on his face. Oh, oh my, my God. God, what could it be? It's a spider. Oh. Oh. Jesus. Evan then trips and he says, over a dead body? Yeah, <laughs> a human body? Cliffhanger in the middle of the chapter. In the middle of the fucking chapter. No, it's not. It's a dummy. It's a fucking dummy. It's a dressmaker's <laughs> dummy in the middle of the fucking chapter. <sighs> So Evan puts the blood in the bathtub, um, which is almost half full. And then Sarah Beth emerges, jumps on his back, and pushes him into the bathtub. Uh, Cliffhanger. Uh, He's being sucked in the bathtub, but he just doesn't. (laughs) He just decides to not be. He he decides to not be by mentally screaming up, up, up a bunch of times. Just up. I would also like to note, we just skipped the whole chapter where he is getting sucked in. Yes. (laughs) So he gets pushed in, cliffhanger. Next chapter, he is being sucked in, (laughs) cliffhanger. (laughs) Next chapter. And he doesn't get sucked in. (laughs) Two chapters worth of cliffhangers for nothing. (laughs) Gotta get that workout. (laughs) For nothing. 100% absolutely nothing. So uh, another thing I wanted to mention is that this bathtub scene felt extremely Ghostbusters 2 to me. Yeah. Uh, with the slime in the tub and it and like doing. Totally. But then, guess what? 
I found out that none other than our boy Jovial Bob R.L. Stein wrote the Ghostbusters 2 novelization. Are you fucking kidding me? I am not fucking kidding you. Also, extra fun tidbit of info, I learned that Jovial Bob wrote the novelization for another movie. Guess which one? I won't let you guess. It's Spaceballs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's fucking cool. This anyway. Is amazing. I know, right? Wow. Wow. Stunned silence. I love it. <laughs> I can't believe I mean, like, that's more interesting than anything that's happened in the book thus far. <laughs> You you ain't wrong. Here's the thing. That we're almost actually done with it. Yep. We're into the home stretch here. Finally. Hard as that is to believe. Uh but it's just like this book is called Monster Blood. Yes. This book is called Monster Blood. The cover makes it look like a a the blob movie yes. kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. That does not happen. Period. <laughs> I mean, like, there could have been, this could have been 20, this is chapter chapter 20, okay? There could have been 20 chapters of people fleeing a blob, like, of a blob taking over a town. There could have been 20 chapters of that. Instead, currently, the monster blood is in a bathtub, which you can apparently just get out of if you want. (laughs) Like, (laughs) just yell up enough. uh, The next day, uh... Uh, Evan notes that the cat looks satisfied. Yes. I'd argue that it shouldn't be satisfied if it was trying to kill you and didn't succeed, but whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the cat's like. Um, so the next day, Catherine says, you look like something the cat dragged in. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then she tells him that he has to eat his um, shredded wheat fast because the nutrients are lost if it's soggy. I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. That's she, up, it's absolutely not true, but she also calls it roughage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. <laughs> Evan writes a note to his aunt at this point. Yes. Okay. And Rachel, I want you to listen to this note and tell me if you think you would believe it. Okay. The bathtub is overflowing with green monster blood. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Now, would that mobilize you into action? (laughs) You know what? I'm the type of person who um, really puts a lot into something. So out of sheer curiosity, I would just be like, oh, well, I'll just... (laughs) Go and check. No harm but in going down. But if I were a normal the... person, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? I would crumple up the note, throw it away. Yeah. No, on. admittedly, <laughs> it would be an easy thing to do to just check the bathtub. It would be very easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Catherine does not do that. Nope. Um, she laughs a lot. She laughs a lot. Um, like, uh, And then she says, um, like, she pulls his ear really hard and says, I warned you to be careful. <laughs> And then doesn't, and that's it. <laughs> that's the end of that interaction. Well, there is the the one, if I remember correctly, there is that one um, thing that she says about like, oh, chicken would never do anything like this, it, which causes Evan to scream, I don't care about chicken! <laughs> which what? she laughs at immediately. <laughs> Did, yeah. Does she know then about the monster blood or does she just really not care that this... Um, well, great. Mm, that's well, a good question. What, what is he to her, question to her? Like, if she were her, wait, what is he to her re- relation? What? Okay, that's his great aunt. Yes. Yep. So, yep. Yep. what's he to her? Does that make sense? How is it my great nephew? 
I mean, mm. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like a, I don't a, gr- a great nephew or grand nephew. Grand nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there that. we go. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um okay, I, I, okay. All right. Uh, so I just got a work tech message. No oh. worries. I, by the way, I, I must say, I, I, uh, uh, I give you all of the awards for pushing through this, even though you sound like you absolutely hate every second of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually am having a lot of fun right now. Like, <laughs> okay, good. Like, I, I, this is like a hate thing for me. Like, it's a hate watch for me. Like, yeah. It, and this can go on the podcast. I have to, like, it's just so weird. Like, this, I just, this is a bad book. This is not a good book. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. the past two Goosebumps books have been pretty good. Right. This is, like, if I bought this book as a child, I would be so fucking pissed. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to imagine a, a a little a teenage Mario just being fucking pissed. Like I just this, I this would, book sucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want my mic back. <laughs> Not sure how old you were there. Evidently, anyway. as a child, I had a very I've had a very high voice. And so, um, and I know this because there was a day when I was at school, and uh, something happened in in our after school um, sports med thing, and I uh, slammed my fist on a uh, on a table, and I said, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, it sounded like "God damn it!" <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> and Son I literally every. Every subsequent day for the next four years of my life, the adult people that worked in that club would say, God damn it. <laughs> oh, no. oh my God. That is a, a crucial piece of Mario's history. That's, keep that in because that's lore. That's deep, that's deep, deep lore. Mario lore. Holy shit. I love that. God damn it. So, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so. <laughs> so uh Evan and Andy put the monster blood in a garbage bag. Oh my god, this fucking They drag book. it down. They they drag this garbage bag with much must be a hefty bag because like it, it survives being dragged along the street. <laughs> yeah. Uh a, a teenager in a car b- drives by and says, "What's in the bag? A dead body?" What the fuck is up with this town? <laughs> and they say just garbage and he goes, "Yeah, that's for sure." Um what? 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 Are you dis- what? Are okay. you dissing my garbage bag? <laughs> are, you, are you dissing this garbage bag? What the fuck is happening? Bro, what the fuck? So they go to the toy store and it's out of business. <gasps> dun dun dun. <gasps> yeah, it closed in the last five days. <laughs> Turns out two dollars for Monster Blood didn't didn't get him through the hard times, <laughs> lean times. <laughs> The Evan like freaks out, pounds on the door, and neighbor's like, "Oh, you, they're, they're closed, buddy." And then he turns to Andy and says, "Got any more fantastic ideas, Andy?" Evan, Jesus, fucking chill. Yeah, I wrote "fuck off." <laughs> this kid is stressed. <laughs> Andy has been nothing but like a help this entire time. Yeah, she has not had to do any of this. Like, Without Andy's help, he would be fucked. The monster blood in the bag appears to be breathing. So they um, bring the trash bag back. Aunt Catherine comes out and says that uh, his Evan's mom's coming today. Hooray! Hooray! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, so the time limit in this story has begun. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so stuff actually has to happen. So Evan, Evan was like, 
fuck yeah i'm out of yeah, here woo. fuck you monster blood this isn't my fucking problem <laughs> and he's like um do you not think that maybe it might become my problem <laughs> he's like i don't fucking care see you later idiots <laughs> he, li- he literally screws her face i don't care i'm out of here <laughs> so they, they, he tosses the monster blood in a trash can and is like i'm fucking out peace out folks <laughs> but then he runs to tell trigger that they're leaving and remember trigger the dog he's been in this story he hasn't been there for a while but he's back now <laughs> welcome back trigger and gasps cliffhanger oh <gasps> Trigger is now pony sized. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Time to ride Trigger. Um, and runs away immediately. <laughs> oh, okay. Cannot be contained. Yep. Hello. Goodbye. Evan tries to catch him and somehow falls over Andy's bike. I don't know how that would possibly happen. No clue. But then that knocks over the trash can. And now the monster bleds out. See, he, oh. sh- he should have tripped over his shoelaces. Oh, like, yes. Rachel. Like he's Rachel. Oh, my God. <laughs> that- yes. You're a, a, are you a better writer than R.L. Stein? <laughs> Rachel, Thank that's you. such a fucking good idea and point. Like, like that's so good. But Fuck. I will say that that one edition would not be enough to save this book. <laughs> yeah. No, but it yeah. would have made me say what a lot less. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so the monster r- rolls out and stands up. Yep. Like a newly born creature. And Andy shouts, it's going to roll right over you. <laughs> cliffhanger get up evan shouts no and does not get run over (laughs) um but the monster blood is like bouncing this is kind of neat the monster blood is like bouncing around after people like it's moving of its own volition it's not rolling like a big blob it's bouncing yeah it's like a more fun version of the blob yeah and it's like so it's chasing after it's chasing after them and it keeps going plop 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 Plop, which is very emphasized by the by the uh, narrator of the of the audiobook. He turned and saw that the monster blood was right behind them, picking up speed as it bounced across the yard, making disgusting squishing noises with each bounce. Plop, 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 plop. 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 Uh, it eats a robin. Yeah, that oh, was just fucked. want to note. <laughs> it's like a bird on the ground eating a worm is not fast enough and is eaten. Yeah, like, just rolled over and slurped up with a, uh, oh yeah, a lot of sucking sounds going on. Oh, the word suck is used a lot at this point, <laughs> which combined with pound and the big, a big sticky mouth. <laughs> <laughs> with the jizz cover. Yeah, holy shit. We're gonna, it's, a lot of subtext. This is an unfortunate book. <laughs> Extremely unfortunate. It's also leaving white stains on the ground. Why is it leaving white stains? Why? It's green. Why? Oh, God. Um... So, um, Come. the Baber twins arrive with grins on their beefy faces. <laughs> beefy. Uh, they say, they look at Evan and say, my favorite punching bag. But then <gasps> they get fucking eaten by the monster blood. Get sucked, Baber twins. Get sucked, idiots. <laughs> like this, um, they, they are eaten for a while. They like struggle. And then it says their arms went limp. They stop struggling. Yeah, they are described as motionless inside the, the, the ball. Yeah, I assume they were dead. Yeah, no, they're 100% dead. <laughs> Catherine comes out and is like, what's that? And then the monster blood chases after her for a while. Um, she runs inside. The monster blood goes inside. She screams, cliffhanger. Okay, now, the next part of this book is some real shit. This is, <laughs> like, this is fucking insane. This is the dumbest part of this book and i would say the book has been dumb to this point <laughs> but it's very stupid so uh rachel brace for these okay okay so 
Evan enters. Catherine says, get out of here, kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. Catherine then says, I made this thing. Now I must die for it. <laughs> Wait a minute. She made monster blood? Or is she just like taking responsibility for Evan buying it? Nope, she, she, well, well, I don't know, well, so, so that's the cliffhanger is them being like, oh, what? Oh my God. Which is funny because the way that uh, R.L. Stein did it for this part and for a few other things that uh, Evan has to mull around in his head, it's just repeating the same shit that was said again. So it's like, oh, I made this thing and now I'm going to die for it. And then it's Evan going. Did she just say that she made this thing and she's going to die for it? Evan Evan thinks back and he's like, oh, this makes the bone necklace, <gasps> the books, Sarah Beth the cat, <gasps> and the black shawl she wore in the evening. I don't remember this ever being mentioned before in the book, and I don't know what that would possibly mean about anything. No. <laughs> she wore a black shawl, which means something, apparently. Uh, yeah. Means that she made monster blood. <gasps> Ah, uh, confirmation she's a witch. Only witches wear black shawls. We didn't mention this in the beginning, but Catherine did insist on seeing the blood after they bought it. Yes. Uh, and she apparently was reading the label silently. And so Evan thinks she cast a spell. Then Evan shouts, you did this. To which Catherine replies, remember that she is deaf. Yep. <laughs> she replies, no, I didn't do it. She did. And points at Andy. What the f- Wait, Andy. Andy. She points. Yeah, yup. She points at Andy, and I will. I will spoil this a little bit. Cliffhanger. <laughs> what is happening? So okay. So again. So first of all, last chapter she literally said, "I made this." Yep. This chapter she says, "No, I didn't make this. It was her." <laughs> and then before though, before she goes off and says that uh, heroic thing, um, you you guys said that he told her about the green stuff, right? And she just laughed it off. Mm-hmm. She did, but then she said, I told you to be careful. <laughs> this is so weird to me. No, it, it's not weird it to just you. sense. <laughs> Rachel, let me hit you with this one, because next chapter, he's like, Andy, what? And turns around to look at Andy, who is also turning around to look at Sarah Beth the cat. Oh, oh God damn it. <laughs> 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 I uh, I must point out that in my notes I also oh, have uh, a very similar sentiment. My quote is uh, quote R.L. Stein. God fucking damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Andy thing would have been at least interesting. Dude, yeah, when that happened, exactly. it was like oh shit. Oh, okay. The, oh, I wasn't expecting it to go this way. And then the, the next chapter goes like oh, it was the fucking cat. And it's like oh. Fucking of what course. The All right. Fuck. Everyone just assumes that Catherine's crazy when suddenly Sarah Beth just becomes a woman. Yep. <laughs> just hello. She has red hair, pale skin, yellow cat eyes, and a swirling black gown. <laughs> Catherine then says, "Your spell over me is broken. I will do no more work for you." Which? How did? When? How did the spell get broken? What was the spell? When, when did it break? Yeah. When? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? There's one point when the spell, like, it feels like it would be broken, but that point has not happened yet. <laughs> no. This. The, what? The monster blood's still here. It's still right there. If anything, it's worse than it was before. So the yeah, it's way worse. More effective. I, I, I wrote. So you can just decide that, or what? <laughs> <laughs> So she says, for 20 years you have used me, you've imprisoned me. Now I will use the monster blood to escape. 
And then Sarah Beth says, there is no escape. All of you must die. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. Here's what's happening. The monster blood is letting uh, Catherine just dump exposition. (laughs) Just just dump. Yeah, it doesn't really explain. It just, it, it leaves more like questions. I, I, yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. It's not like right you're now. really explaining anything. <laughs> For real, in my notes, I have I have so many questions about the magic system at play here. I have no <laughs> idea what the hell is going on. Like suddenly, Catherine can hear, and then uh, there's a cat, and it's not a cat, but it's a person. And there's still a giant quivering blob of jizz right in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what, this magic jizz has cured me. <laughs> So uh, next chapter, exposition time. 20 years ago, Catherine thought Therabeth was her friend. I assume that they were um, more than friends, I assume, uh, because, you know, she's an old lady living alone with a cat who is a magic witch. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, she made her deaf. Oh. A curse. She was magically deaf. Oh. And she also refused to let her learn to lip read or sign. <laughs> okay, so that would explain then why she can respond to Evan suddenly. I, but I don't know what. Does exact- it though? Does it though? <laughs> well, Does it though? <laughs> well, yeah, I was just about to say, like, but then again, I don't know what happened that actually broke the spell. The spell, yeah. Like the yes, gag, yeah, yeah. or sorry, not gag, the. Um, no, it's gag. Monster the gag, blood yeah. <laughs> goes into the house and then suddenly, like, oop, curse is broken. Yeah. I don't know. Cool. I have no idea. I, I get what you're saying, that yes, because it is magic, it does make sense that she would become not deaf anymore. <laughs> but I don't know why she's suddenly not deaf, because I don't... For some reason, I just really quickly want to point out that Rachel explaining everything and then calling it Gak has just made me think of cum-scented Gak. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I'm just going to put that out there. Anyway. <laughs> I would oh. love it if they had marketed that. They're just like, what smells can we make? Um, cum? <laughs> Because that too was also lying on the table with the baby powder and the pizza. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you know that somebody thought it. You know that somebody in the Nickelodeon Absolutely. warehouse thought it. You know that one person in that factory like just dumped some cum in the fucking. <laughs> email note. And it was just this like, is the cum. This is LOL. the grossest <laughs> podcast we've yet recorded. <laughs> I thought the last um, one was pretty bad, but that's pretty bad. Oh man, that's pretty na- nasty. So apparently, Sarah. Beth forced Catherine to cast the spell on the monster blood, which again makes no fucking sense. If ca- if Sarah Beth the cat can cast magic, why does she need Catherine to cast magic? I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> but apparently it was to get rid of Evan. She was going to scare him away, but of course Evan has nowhere to go, so that didn't work. <laughs> and so she decided then that she would just kill him. Why? Because she thought he would free Catherine. Uh, how? We don't even know how. Great she's free. question. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, so Catherine then says, "I'm gonna be free. <laughs> I'm gonna be free by pl- by plunging herself <laughs> into the monster blood and dying." <gasps> no, to be clear, she is saying that she is going to commit suicide, and that yes. will free her from the curse. Holy yes. shit! Which batting dingers out of the park, RL? Just <laughs> which, by the way, is fucking weird, considering she has already proven that she's broken the curse. Yeah. So why does she that need to kill herself? I don't Ooh. fucking know. What the Catherine? Fuck? I don't fucking know. But then Catherine's like, the, the, I'll kill myself, and then she'll let the kids go. And Sarah Beth is like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no, I'm going to kill the kids, too. You're all going to die. <laughs> and Catherine's like, what? So next chapter, the monster blood 
is uh is coming at him and it, it and it roars. But oh. wait, but wait, it's not the monster blood. It's Trigger, <gasps> who's I, the word they use is huge. But I want to note that he is not giant. Like I want to note this. He's just big and adorable. He's thrilled to see Evan, which causes him to jump on Sarah Beth. Don't understand that. I think progression. the way that it worked was Trigger was trying to get to Evan to like play with him or like, you know, get like some scr- uh, scratches maybe. or something. And Sarah Beth was in the way. And so I guess Trigger just kind of knocks her at, oh, like out as he's like running at Evan. Yeah. So she falls into the monster blood, which I guess she dies. She disintegrates immediately. <laughs> yeah. She like it disintegrates instantly. Um, the, tr- the blood shrinks. Trigger shrinks. The Bamer twins are alive. <laughs> Which was funny. Robin a, is a, Yeah, the Robin's still alive too, but it was super funny that when the Bamer twins like get spat out, they're described as being motionless. Yeah, yes, yes. They absolutely appear to still be dead <laughs> immediately. And then they start blinking. And it's Aww. like, oh fuck. So, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> the cat doesn't come back, so she's just dead. Bamer twins run away. Catherine can hear. It's a really great day. Everything's great. But suddenly, a shadow appears in the doorway. Who could it be? His mom? Cliff. Yeah, it's oh, his fucking, fucking mom. Called it. I'm sorry. Incredible. And they're Rachel, like, we have a story a for you. <laughs> we have a story for you. And she goes, I hope it's a short one. We've got a plane to catch at 4.30. Oh, my God. So Evan is like, I'm going to Atlanta. And Andy's like, I guess you're leaving forever. And Evan's like, I'd like to write you if that's okay. And then Andy says, my dad has a phone credit card. A phone? Maybe I could call you. A phone credit card. I looked up what that is. <laughs> I believe she's describing a prepaid cell phone plan. Ah. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Which is... When you pay for a certain number, like a you just put money on it, and it charges you per hour or minute, and then when you run out of money, you just don't have a phone anymore. I fear for Andy's taste in boys. <laughs> yep, I agree completely. <laughs> I agree 100% because he's been nothing but shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's whiny. <laughs> but Andy has one request, which is that she'd like some monster blood as a souvenir. And they turn around, and the monster blood is gone. End of this fucking book. God damn it. That's <laughs> like, it. That's it. So that explains then... Nothing. The Well, um, <laughs> which we're not going to talk about this episode, I guess. Um, but the TV show, the part two that the TV show decided no, to do... No, it does not. Where, well, well, I mean... I, I, okay, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it doesn't. But I mean, like, why they were on a plane, I guess. Um, the TV show is a completely different thing from what the... Spoilers, there's, like, four more Monster Bloods. We discussed this. But the part two of Monster Blood is nothing like the TV show <laughs> sequel to Monster Blood. Yep. It is entirely different. And for the better, I would say. I would say better. I can't wait to talk about the episodes because I really actually liked part two when they're on the plane. I loved it. So yeah, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different than the previous episodes. We will discuss the TV version of Monster Blood like we have talked about numerous times in this episode, but we are going to save it for the next episode. So be on the lookout for that. Um, And with that, we are going to bring this episode to a close. But before we do, we need to talk about something, okay? We need to talk about the Dutch version of Monster Blood. Because guess what? It has a few differences from the original book. Like, for one, 
Evan is replaced by a girl named Steffi. <laughs> and Andy is replaced by a boy named, oh man, M-A-T-H-I-J-S. Mathijus. Mathijus. So, uh, yeah, 12-year-old girl <laughs> for the Dutch version of Monster Blood. So not really changing much there from the previous ones. Except she doesn't have a shitty younger brother. Anyway, Sarah Beth, here's another difference. Sarah Beth is a hypnotized cat, and Catherine is an evil witch. <laughs> Which means that the entire ending of that book was rewritten. Like, yeah. yeah. Just rewrote the entire fucking thing. Yeah, I, I think that the whatever Dutch publishing company read that and was like, no, 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 this has to be changed. <laughs> this is no, bad. No, 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 This Rewrite. is quite bad. RL, RL, this is quite bad. <laughs> you know, yeah, the Dutch uh, company was like, hmm, yes, there, we've got some notes. <laughs> and another one of their notes, which I got to say, I agree with 100%. Hmm. The last difference is that the Bamer twins never got spit out of the monster <gasps> blood, which means that they are dead. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> that is some shit. <laughs> that is incredible that they went that fucking ham with the ending. With the ver that version is so different. That's crazy to me. That's nuts. Dang. And with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close, but before we do, we need to go through a couple of our wonderful segments. Uh, may I quickly review this book using my patented Goosebump scale? Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, you know what, Mario? I need to add that. We're going to change the format. I've got a Google Doc open. It has the format. It has intro, recap, discussion, alternate titles, and predicted twist. I am going to put, I'm going to do an enter right after discussion, and I am going to do Mario's patented. <laughs> <laughs> review. So, all right, as you know, this is a patent review system. It's a three three point system. Uh the first point is uh relatability, aka the kids zone. <laughs> How many Z's does that have in it? Uh several. At least one. <laughs> zone. Two two Z's, I think, at least. Maybe three. Maybe actually a Z in there. Um replace the space with a Z. Um <laughs> maybe replace every letter with Z's. <laughs> this, um <laughs> Um, God, how relatable is this? I mean, the staying with a relative is relatable, yeah. but every subsequent event is not. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a, like a two out of 10. Mm. Like not good, not good, RL. Yeah. Nope. The goosebumps factor, <laughs> which is to say how goosebumpsy is it? Well, uh, I'm going to say it's a, I didn't know the scale went this high, a 28. <laughs> <laughs> There's, Holy shit. <laughs> there's a whole lot of fucking RL Steinisms in here. For reference, like, what was the previous high? Do I have a number in here? Well, I'm just going to search for a cliff. Uh, <laughs> uh, cliffhanger. Uh, eight. What? <laughs> yeah, the previous eight. Was eight. The yeah. previous high was eight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh you can go back God. and check episode one and, ch and and change if necessary. But I'm pretty sure the previous night was eight. We're currently at twenty eight. <laughs> oh my God, no wonder this was horrible. Oh, I man. assumed Welcome to the House would be the baseline. That might be wrong. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then uh, I guess actual scariness factor. Um, <laughs> like a. 
I guess I'll give it a, generously a three. People briefly die. <laughs> yeah, and trigger choking was pretty... Like, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that, that was like, of all the books that we've read so far, that's that's among the high... Like the, I'm going to bump it to a four. The rest of the book is not scary, but that scene's probably a ten. Yeah, super relatable, too, because just being yeah. worried about your pets and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of my more traditional rating system, uh, yeah, Monster Blood is the worst Goosebumps book that we've read, in my opinion. It is so far the absolute bottom, bottom fucking tier. Like, yeah. This is no, yeah. no good. Which is super sad for me because Monster Blood, it, it had a lot going for it because I remember a lot about it. But I didn't remember how shitty the story actually was. Like, of all the things that I remembered about this book, um, I did not remember anything about the witch. I did not remember anything no. basically about the entire. No, I only remembered that it grew and and that was and it made um, animals and other things that ate it grow, and like that's it. And I'm I guess my brain pr was protecting me <laughs> from the horrible knowledge that I now have of Monster Blood just being, <laughs> which is sad because Monster Blood is kind of like among the 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 mascots of Goosebumps, like. Yeah, yeah. You, you of course have Curly, the real Goosebumps heads know. Um, Slappy, who ugh, whatever. I don't really mm. like Slappy, but mm. like Monster Blood is up there. Like Monster Blood is referenced in like almost every single Goosebumps game, from digital to analog, from like board games to like. One could argue the font of Goosebumps should be called Monster Blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's in the font. You're totally right. Yeah, I totally didn't didn't think of that. Yeah, it's even got like the bubbly like like uh, Goosebumps like bumps on it. Like it's definitely a gooey title. So like, and it's just it's sad that. Especially considering it has so many more installments that it starts off like this. <laughs> I fear for what the remaining installments of Monster Blood would be like. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go there, uh, do you guys just want to real quick look at the cover of Monster Blood 2? Uh, well, can I ask quickly, uh, Rachel, what's your review for Monster Blood 1? Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, I guess uh, doing on like a, a five-star scale, it's a... You know, I don't even want to give it a one. A zero. I want to give it no fucking stars. <laughs> like, you don't deserve any fucking stars. You had so many chances to make this good, and you were just like, fuck you guys. And I feel that, and I'm mad. So, zero stars. It's zero. angry out of ten. <laughs> yes, angry out of ten. <laughs> so disappointing, and... It's so weird to have read the first two books and then because there's like how many books is like 50 and and I'm already thinking man like how many of these am I going to read that are going to be like just as shitty as real this stinkers one? <laughs> yeah real stinkers of the main goosebumps uh series there are 62 books oh god so yeah. So that's the real I'm gonna fear. bet there's a lot of stinkers in there oh <laughs> like, what what are you talking about are you telling me that the beast from the east is no. not going to be very good. Oh, I love no. the cover of Beast in the East. So <laughs> it's be very, very sad and what about, it sucks. <laughs> what about Chicken Chicken? <laughs> now, I am not surprised to hear that one's bad. <laughs> <laughs> or the extremely similar uh, book to this, The Blob That Ate Everyone. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that the whole time. How are there two books about this fucking blob? Two <laughs> different books. There's one whole series that has multiple installments, which is Monster Blood, and then... 
you have the blob that ate everyone. <laughs> like, Arlstein's gonna have to work real fucking hard to distinguish. Okay, first of all, if that book is good, I'm gonna be so mad that this book got sequels. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is so, oh man, you, you, gotta, you gotta know that the reason why Monster Blood got a bunch of sequels is just because it came out the earliest. It, it, came, it was yeah. one of the ones that yeah. came out on the cusp of Goosebumps yeah. popularity. So a lot of kids were familiar with it. And at this point, kids are kind of like jonesing for like more like installments in these in these books. So you know, hook them back in with another recurring series. You got you know, you got Evan coming back, man. Monster Blood too. But you you liked this book when you read it as a kid, right? I I, I mean, it seems like especially because you said that the sales jumped by this point. Yes. So a lot of kids must have really liked this book. Well, here's the thing. Um, for me. It's not that I liked the book so much. It's just that I liked slime, like toys. Mm. Oh, and okay. Monster Blood, like, like the the basic idea of like you know Trigger eating the the Monster Blood and growing was very fascinating to me. Like, why is that happening? Which, by the way, in the book is insinuated, and I just want to make this clear before we talk about the TV show in the next episode. But in the book, it's hammering home that. Look, Sarah Beth cursed the monster blood to grow. Yeah. So by Trigger eating the monster blood, Trigger would grow. Yeah. That makes sense. That flows. Guess what? Doesn't flow in the TV show. Anyway. No. no. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, for me, it was hitting all the points of like, oh, monster blood's kind of cool. I like that. I like that when I was a kid, you know, and now it's just like, uh, it's fucking gag. <sighs> Who cares? But yeah, basically that that's that's essentially it. I, I don't remember anything about the fucking like witch shit. Like nothing. So no. yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I liked it as a kid. I it was memorable, but not nearly as memorable as other books, which we will get to. Oh boy. We'll, we'll get to Speaking them. of memorable books, yes. let's look ahead to the future. To the better future, hopefully. <laughs> oh man! Well, before that, do you guys want to look at the uh, the cover for Monster Blood Two? Just a just a just just as a quick glance. We don't have to do like we don't have to predict anything. We don't have to do anything about that. I just want you guys to look at the cover for Monster Blood Two and soak it in. Can you link it? I'm looking at it, and I just fear. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. I fear how this will be stretched into 28 chapters. Oh, <laughs> my, my friend, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me post it. Uh, do, 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 and drop and enter. Ooh, I remember this cover. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's funny. Big hamster. <laughs> so, yeah, describe it, Rachel. Um, well, it's I, I think that's a ooh, that look okay, I think that's a hamster. Yep. It's in a cage. It's it's like it's big, it's huge, it's broken open the cage because it's just it has expanded. It looks like it has these um are those the teeth of an actual hamster? It's got like rabid looking teeth, right? Like this hamster, you're yeah. not playing with this thing. It looks Well, he's one hungry hamster. Yes. That. He looks <laughs> scary and creepy. I don't know if it's the picture or not, but the, it looks like the whole thing is Got this weird distorted kind of look. Yeah, it's like fisheye lens. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like it's even affecting the clock in the back. But anyway, um, this looks fucking interesting. 
But man, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm fucking scared. <laughs> scared's oh. gonna fucking suck. I am terrified of. I I do oh remember. I, it'll be interesting to get to it, but I do remember that Monster Blood Two was actually significantly better than Monster Blood One. <gasps> Go ahead and quote me okay. on that. I'd love to revisit it when we get to that episode. But anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Noting that down now that you said this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I've made a huge mistake. Um. But yeah, uh, before we go on to predict the twist, let's do alternate titles. Mm, I'll get mine over with. Okay. Um, it's so stupid. <laughs> I was also uh, annoyed when I came up with it. Um, reader beware, there ain't no scare. <laughs> Maybe you could put it here in an apostrophe. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. Um, uh, I'm quite sure I've said monster jizz already, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could we could we could be get literal with it. We could like explain what happens and get more actual, like what this book is about. So, like, um, deaf grandma. <laughs> um, um, uh, I, I'm afraid of the disabled. <laughs> oh, that's that's good. I don't think we're topping that one. That's exceptional. I am afraid of the disabled. <laughs> the cover blurb would just be like they have all the fucking power (laughs) (laughs) yeah it would be oh my god if the title was I'm afraid the disabled and the blurb was they have all the fucking power (laughs) 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 oh god oh man oh my god Tim Jacobus please if you're listening we need a cover for I'm afraid of the disabled (laughs) All right, nothing I have will top any of that, but I'll, I'll go for it. I got, um, as an alternate title, Sucking Sounds. Ew. Uh, I, I also thought Suck would be a good one, but I think that's too good. Anyway, mm. uh, Whack Gack. <laughs> I like that. Okay, all right. Ooze Blues. Oh, Jesus. And my favorite of my alternate titles, in all caps, Nothing Happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's good. Can I add another one? Go for it. A big sticky mess. <laughs> a, big, a, big, a big sticky mess. A big sticky mess. Oh my god! Combine that with the the uh, what was it? The Korean cover with the white jizz. Oh shit. god! Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> big sticky mess. The Indonesian cover. Yeah. Oh my oh. god. And with that, let's go ahead to our final segment. Predict the twist. This is where we use the title, cover, and tagline to predict what the next book will be about. What is the next book? Oh my God, Rachel. (laughs) Oh my God. You are in for a fucking treat. Now- Oh, I'm ready for this shit. When we talk about Goosebumps, okay, there are a few (laughs) titles that come to mind, okay? You got The Haunted Mask. You got, you got, oh, I almost said it. Because it's one of the first ones that comes up, Rachel. Go ahead and tell me the title of the next Goosebumps book. Goosebumps number four. Um, I mean, I can't because I don't you know. You can because I just oh. posted it in the Discord. <laughs> oh, it's Say Cheese and Die. Yeah. Yeah. I am oh, I'm fucking ready, for it. ready dude. Oh. Say oh, Cheese and it. Die is one of, if not the Goosebumps book oh shit i'm excited for this one i'm fucking ready what's the tagline babe one (laughs) one picture is worth a thousand screams this (laughs) this this is goosebumps 
operating, uh, firing on all cylinders. You got the Tim Jacobus cover, which is a Polaroid of a family eating what seems to be a delightful backyard barbecue with dad in the cooking hat with, you know, a little cooking, a, a chef's, what is that called? A apron. Apron. Hat. You got some kids in the background who are probably 12. You got a yeah. boy oh, and a oh, girl. Oh, you know it. You, they're absolutely 12. 12 and 11, most likely. You got the mom with a big old smile on her face, holding a giant plate of hamburgers. <laughs> and, but there's something weird about it. There's something strange. They ain't got no body. They're skeletons. <laughs> they're all Fuck skeletons. It. I love it. It's fucking incredible. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. The cover, the title, the tagline. It's all <laughs> magnificent. Uh, I would like to right now say uh, my predicted twist is that the book is actually about a really cool skeleton family. Oh, man. <laughs> they, would... they were skeletons <laughs> the whole time, and they just love having parties and, and you know, c- cracking it up. and <laughs> Just having know. a good old time. Yeah, I look at the cover, and I immediately think of the dream sequence from... Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, well, the, Dead the, House. Yeah, Dead House. Yes. And um, it's just like, oh, man, they're just going to get up to wacky hijinks, aren't they? I, I think that the plot twist will be that the camera just reveals the truth, and everyone is just a skeleton. <gasps> That's an See? incredible twist. Everyone's got is. a skeleton. Yeah. I mean, everybody <laughs> actually... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a skeleton. It just reveals the truth that everybody has a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> it's an alternate variation of everybody poops. <laughs> the twist is it's just a bad camera. <laughs> <laughs>